Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, wonderful news. The, the premiere of the Pete Holmes show came out, and it, uh, people, enjoy, people seem to enjoy it. I enjoyed it very, very much, and what a thrill to have it on the air. So please watch that show. It's on every night at midnight on TBS after Conan. Uh, I believe on the West Coast you can also catch the East Coast feed, depending on uh, you know your cable provider. You can also watch it online. Uh, the full episodes will be available on PeteHolmes.com if you don't have cable or go to bed early or whatever, or just prefer to watch things on computers. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're into. So uh, if you want to come to a taping, PeteHolmes.com slash ticket. You're hearing this the Wednesday it comes out. That means that uh, Deepak Chopra, weird, weird, Deepak Chopra, Eric Andre, and Rob Cordry are our guests for the rest of this week. We need weirdos in the audience. Weirdos are the best shows we've had so far. Uh, our, the, our, the audience is filled with weirdos, so please come out. PeteHolmes.com slash tickets. They're free. Uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, Zach Sherwin does music. I do some stand-up. We take the show. It's great. It takes like 45 minutes. It's awesome. We tape at 6 o'clock. Come on down. Come on. <laughs> Jordan Peele, in the meantime, a wonderful episode. Jordan and I uh, have run into each other a couple times over the years, and we finally got to sit down and become chums, and you get to hear that, us becoming chums. Just a great episode. Uh, let's get the sponsor here. Today's show is sponsored by HostGator. HostGator is your one-stop website shop. HostGator makes it simple to get your professional website online quick. Plans start at just $3.47 a month. That's $3.47 a month. Let's face it, getting a good .com is hard to do. A .net domain provided by VeriSign, on the other hand, will get you uh, lots of awesome, awesome names. Tons of awesome names. So you have your domain. Oh, sorry. You have your domain. You have your domain. That's kind of funny. Domain name. Domain. I didn't even mean to do that. Well, it's not that funny. You have your domain. Now it's time to build your website. Use HostGator's drag-and-drop builder or WordPress. No need to code. HostGator makes it easy. Get your site up and running with just a few clicks. Head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, buy some .nets, and use the the coupon WEIRD30 to get an extra 30% off and support the show. All right, everybody. Enjoy Jordan Peele. Thanks, HostGator, for, uh, for sponsoring, for blah, for hosting. Oh, God. So many words coming out wrong in this intro. Should I redo it? I don't really. I don't really think so. Come to a taping. That's the most important thing. PeteHolmes.com slash tickets. Watch the show. PeteHolmes.com. Watch the show. TBS. Enjoy this podcast. Bye now. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, man. This is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> oh, not you. Oh, this is the audio that's Katie. That's, that's Katie. That's Katie. I told you that was not a bit. <laughs> I totally thought that was Ryan. Not a bit. <laughs> NAB. Mm-hmm. It's dark. You ever do a not a bit and then fully commit like it was a bit? <laughs> of course. Went. Of course. In fact, I'll give you a, uh, I was in imp- improv improv class yeah. it wasn't improv class it was like my improv team it was in college so it was like you know just in a classroom after hours and uh we're doing this scene and it's all these pandas like people are being pandas mm-hmm. 
I don't know how. You remember when you were in college and like you're just trying to desperately to figure out what's funny and we're like, I don't know, oh, a yeah. bunch of pandas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what college improv is. Full commitment. Yeah. Full commitment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of animals. A lot of object work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like sex, of course. Well, uh-huh. we we could. I went to a Christian school, so you couldn't do sex. We, oh, okay. We yeah. would get in trouble. I think I said "son of a bitch" once, and this that was like college. Yeah. Went to a Christian college. Isn't that weird? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you know, when you're supposed to be. Exactly. You know. Like, were you going to say fucking? Fucking. Yeah, fucking and, and drinking and all that stuff. <laughs> but I was actually just thinking about my college, which I, I I had like three professors that taught me a lot and nothing else, really. Yeah. The rest of the benefit of going to that weird school was that it kept me from doing all that stuff. Right. Because I sometimes wonder if I had been drinking and fucking and like, you know, uh, weeding. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, LSD or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have just been like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do these things and work. You might uh, have like just a, spiraled into insanity. And and just like tried to not been addicted to those things, but just been like, this will be fine. I'll marry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grace is great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, right. I did get married, but I mean right. like. <laughs> anyway, let me finish. We'll get to that. I didn't know you did. Yeah. This is uh, Jordan. I never introduced the people. I think. A, a new Are thing. we going? We're going. Wow. It's just like that. You sit down and yeah. you're already in it. You see, I thought that was you picking up on that. No, no. Because you went into the no bit. Oh, that was just real talk. So we real, got, So well, now, that... I, now I'm now i going to tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> you know why your shoulders do that? Why is that? When you're nervous, Jordan just put his shoulders up. Mm-hmm. It's to protect your jugular. Really? Yeah, your your instinct is to keep it's your neck It's a primal neck thing. Yeah, it's a primal thing. <laughs> also, I think I've said this before, but when you cross your arms, you yeah. protect. That's another kill stroke. It's like across your oh, stomach, weird. would uh, all your shit would spill out. Oh, that's some serial killer knowledge right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it's knowledge of lions. Uh, you know, lions. Lion. Sure, I would sure. think of a lion. Sure. <laughs> well, humans, that is humans that relate to lions. Humans that have dark sides. Humans also kill other people. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Jugular. Jugular is very. Very visceral word. Ooh, because it, it yeah. sounds like chug or lug, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the sound that blood spilling yes. out. The chug. Gushing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so close at all times to an existential crisis. Like, I'm always yeah, like, yeah. like, when I realize how fragile I am, it'll mm-hmm. throw me for a loop for about, I'm going to write down pandas so I remember that story. Pandas. Uh, it'll throw me for a loop for a long time. Like, I'm a real puss when it comes to that. Like, just a real coward. All that stuff. Do you, I mean, do you do horror movies and stuff? I like that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm a big... Uh, did you see Raid Redemption? No. Uh, yes, I did. I did. I love that movie because so many people are dying in it. Mm-hmm. That is my... Uh, it's almost like a pagan ritual. Like, I think that's what horror movies are. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. let's face it. Let's look right at it. Let's and, look right at it. And laugh at it. Well, and also, you know, we talk about the primal shit. It's like, you know, b- back in the day, we used to have stuff that we were just afraid of all the time you know like yeah. it's a yes. it's a real human fear is a real human emotion it's yeah. like there's a woolly fucking mammoth yeah 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 it's probably not historically accurate i don't know i think it, it might be I might be right we might we cross over with those I think guys so, yeah you know woolly mammoth is coming to camp and that's yeah. like a real thing it's like a and now it's like everything's so safe you yes. know i mean what we have cars and everything we're, we're right. hardly afraid of you know what actually can kill us right. anyway right but yeah, I feel like horror movies are like, that's the time to go and experience fear yes. in a comfortable, safe environment. Or, I'm not trying to be political, the news, like news junkies. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew people that when uh, the Gulf uh, War and all that stuff was yeah. happening, like just couldn't stop watching it because they, oh, yeah. especially after 9-11, 9/11. they loved it in a weird, fucked up way. Nobody loved it. But you know right. what I mean? There was something about following the news that was like, 
this is my woolly mammoth. There's there's Osama's after. Well, me. everyone's. I mean, no matter how how you know how much we like to think it's not. I mean, nine eleven. It's like every time a documentary, one of these documentaries comes on. Yeah, you know, it's or it's flight on 93, in my house. Flight ninety three. Like, that I didn't. I couldn't watch it. I, I was like, yeah, that's it. Did Blackfish. You watch it? Did you watch Blackfish? No. The documentary is it? on CNN. What is it? This is this one. It's 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 not that. It's not nine eleven. Yeah, fucking crazy. But yes. it's like it's about orcas in SeaWorld. Uh huh. And it's really kind of what's it, what? What is an orca? I'm picturing just like orca. a spiky fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Orcas killer whale. Killer whale. Oh, okay, okay. The yeah, big yeah. ones. Yeah, they yeah, look yeah. like they look like they're smiling, so everyone yeah. thinks they're okay. But they're really like tortured. Everyone just you know we we take them out of their home environments, right? And then they're they're well. Can we agree? Zoos and Sea World. It's all fucked. It's all fucked. It's all fucked. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely all fucked. When you're there, even a, even a child, in fact, a child might be better equipped to go like, that zebra's yeah. sad. And then what do we say? We say, no, he's happy in there. Right. He That's... gets food and he doesn't have to fend for he doesn't himself. Have to, right. He doesn't have to, the, there's no lions in there or right. whatever. And he's watching a horror we movie. Straight... <laughs> <laughs> we straight up lie. We straight yeah, up yeah, lie yeah. to kids. There's so many fucked up things, I think, mm-hmm. happening like in plain sight that we've all just kind of mm-hmm. get, gotten used to. And then we grow old and we all... All, I mean, continue I, to perpetuate, it. We, and we continue to kind of believe it, right? And our, you know, like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm not trying to force this. Like, this comes up a lot. Like animals, in particular, is mm-hmm. one of the things I eat meat. Uh, not a lot of it, but occasionally I do eat meat. So I'm not like anti meat. Yeah. But like, I think that's one of those things. I, I, I think it's like it's like the in-flight menu. Yeah. Is what I look at it as. Is like we're all on a plane. Mm-hmm. That's this reality that we've constructed. Sure. But it's not really natural. We're on a plane. Yeah. And then there's an in-flight menu. And what some of the things on the in-flight menu are like. Like your sexuality, mm-hmm. like that, there's that's on the menu. Like okay. boys liking girls and girls liking boys and yes. sort of thing. Your gender is like the first thing you order. You're like, I'll be a boy, even though I know you have a dick. But like everybody's kind of a mix of both. This is fucking crazy, yeah, right? On, yeah. yeah, am I blowing your dick off? Yeah. <laughs> no, or, is it, or is it just bad crazy? <laughs> no, it's good. But crazy. then the yeah. third thing is like we kill animals and that's okay, you know. You're and you're just kind of like I'll have that, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'll have. That. And some people are just jumping out of the plane. Some people are like, this is. But so those you're talking people, about that the. the the experience of life is this plane. Is yeah, reality is the plane, and these are different choices we have to make. The gender one kind of p- tossed yes, on us. Yes, that, and then your sexuality is also, I would say, perpetuated, encouraged yes. by your parents, encouraged by. Society. I absolutely agree. I absolutely Thank you. agree. Yeah. I've said a billion times if Obama was like bisexual yeah. and like and polyamorous, like would all be like, or if all of our favorite people were just like <laughs> bi, yeah. you know what I mean? They were like, of course I'm bi. Don't be a fucking weirdo. Right, right. I think we'd see a lot more fathers raising their sons to be like whatever you know what I mean it's like a little bit of course Obama you know he probably would be on Sunset Boulevard right now (laughs) looking for smack if he was by he never would have made it to the place he is well, what I'm saying is, but well, yes, and not not to say that 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 kind of sounded like I was saying sexuality is a choice. I don't think it is. I right. think there is a way that you're leaning, but I do think there's a little bit of a cultural influence to, well, yeah. to all of these things. I mean, it's I, I think it's clear. There's there's so much going on with sexuality. There's so many factors at play that I think even like the the question of you know is it uh, is it a choice or is it a nature right. nurture argument right. that's even too simplistic for it I you agree. know what I mean it's, I a agree. Li- it's, it's a little bit all it's a, it's it's nuts yeah if, in fact if we take it off the hot button issue of sex and put it onto gender I would say everybody is a percentage of one type of energy male energy and female energy you know what I mean yes yes this is when sure. pe- this is where we get into trouble with like sure. feminism when people are like fucking women just want to be at home well and they the, don't want yeah. and it's like well which women which women are you talking about because right. I think of myself as like a 
a girlier guy. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I happen to be straight. Uh, I'm not defensive about that. That's just my sexual preference. Right. But then, like, I also think I have a lot in common with women. Like, I have, like, a girlier energy in sure. some regards. Sure, as so do I, think, I, yeah. Why can't... Everybody is. Everybody yes, everyone's is. everyone's got some. Everybody's got a mix. So mm-hmm. why, everybody's also a mix. I happen to lean in favor of, the liking, the vaginas and all that sort right, of stuff. Right, right, right. But everybody's got some sort of mix somewhere deep down. And I think those things can be tweaked and encouraged one way or I the other. I think so, too. Yeah, you know, I've always thought of it, and this might be completely wrong, but the way, you know, the closest that it seems, uh, the, the closest analogy that seems to work for me is, like, taste. Like, you have you have cravings for, you know, people have different foods that they like. Yes. They have foods that they can't stand. Yes. And they come into this world or come into this, you know, or uh, last year or whatever, you know. Right. Feeling this way. And you can try different things. Maybe you will like it. Maybe you can start right. liking some. Maybe you can develop new cravings. Right. But it's not, you know, it's just such a complicated thing. You know, some right. of it is hereditary. Right. Some of it's what, oh, your grandmother liked lime. <laughs> <laughs> You got the lime tooth. <laughs> you got the lime. Well, actually, you're also bringing up something interesting to me is that with more choices, uh, things yeah. change. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. When when I uh, I was just talking to Ryan Sickler about how my ex wife wasn't really my type. I'm not trying to shit on her, mm-hmm. but like it took me a while to figure out what my type was sure. by being with other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I enjoy this. But when I was just like 22 year old sweetie Petey, I was just like, this is a girl and she's a girl, and I, I put it in her, and it's great, That's and right. it's warm and wet. It's what I've always wanted. And it's what I've always wanted. One of my very own. And yeah. that was fine. But then, like, when you're talking about with food and stuff, you start get, broadening your horizons. Broadening your horizons. Suddenly, suddenly, your environment has changed the things that you like. I think that's kind of what you right, were saying, right? Right, right. Yes, yes. And, you know, I went, to, I went to Sarah Lawrence College, which is, you know, a very uh, – it's, uh, it, it's just a lot of bisexual – Very liberal school. Very liberal school. A lot of – a lot of a lot of gay women, frankly. Yeah. A lot of people sort of discovering their sexuality. A lot of people who uh, were, you know, uh, maybe not out of the closet mm-hmm. but, uh, before they mm-hmm. went to school, and, they, and I think the allure of Sarah Lawrence is kind of, is what brought them there. You Sarah know, they, Lawrence. Sarah Lawrence. And they had they had when we went there as a pr- prospective students. They have they literally have a banner that says "Queer in a Year or Your Money Back." Uh. Which is and so like all the, you know all these parents just like well I don't know about all this and of course my year in a year <laughs> isn't that amazing well isn't that an amazing experiment to what we're saying yeah. is here we have an environment that makes it safe that's kind of like yes. the fantasy America I was saying yes well, the reason I chose Obama was like our leader of the country mm-hmm. what if he were this way so the leader of your school your school is like saying it's cool to be gay yeah you might see here's to take it another place yeah. There are people that come out to themselves through therapy. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, they needed some external person yes. to encourage them out of their own closet right. to themselves. Yeah. So that's what that's how I'm saying the environment yeah. isn't changing your taste. It might be helping you wake up well, to it, some sort it of It is. Taste. I mean, Sarah Lawrence, literally environment where, you know, being gay, being specifically being a gay woman is kind of top of the totem pole. Yeah, there you go. Like, if you were if, a, a straight dude coming into Sarah Lawrence trying to do straight dude things like yeah. make a frat or some shit would be completely ostracized i mean they would be they would get so called out they would get protested they would have you know yeah. point of order it, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a real funny reversal that sounds like yeah. a jackass style movie well and then you know, oh, dude, well you know i went there like a jackass thinking i mean it turned out to be a great school you know yeah. i went there a couple of years and found what i love to do and everything but i went there thinking hey 70 percent women hey yeah sure too shabby yeah, sounds like better odds than I'm used to. So I went there, and then of course, you know, 
you know, every girl you have a crush on is like, oh, but and then just realize I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newly gay. The hottest, the hottest people here are gay chicks. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, you know what's weird is I was unfairly picturing kind of like a. Uh, like in uh, Goodwill Hunting, where she's like, "I hope it's one of the girls with the bad breath and the open-toed sandals." <laughs> I was picturing kind of like atypical, kind of uh, I don't know how to put this. I wasn't picturing hot well, uh, no, co-eds okay, running but, around being gay. But no, you have to. Re- I mean, you have to realize that like a butch lesbian can be very, very sure. hot to a lady. Yes, of course. I mean, they're not usually not our cup of tea, right? But what I'm thinking guys, is, but... I'm not picturing you walking on to like a Girls Gone Wild setup where it's like, <laughs> and all the girls here are gay, and it's like, so it's all different types. But you're saying there were very attractive women that you wanted to be with that that were like, sorry, yeah, where, oh yeah. Yes, 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 yes. There's the the whole the uh, the whole uh, gamut gamut. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. spectrum. That's the word. Sure, sure, sure. Of course, as it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know why I was picturing it a certain way. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> so you didn't have good luck with, with you your, know. With... I wouldn't say that. You know, it's like I did okay, but it wasn't. You know, you you picture a dude just getting into like a, a different threesome every day. I was thinking threesomes. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not quite like that. No, yeah. no. No, no, but um, <laughs> totally, totally fun. And uh, who is the perfect guy at Sarah Lawrence? It'd have to be pretty liberal, pretty open mind, like like not a fraternity guy, but some sort of like open minded. I I kind of was the perfect guy, really? at Sarah Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but it, even that, even, even with that said, I mean, I got into a little bit of a uh, you know, I I didn't get laid all the time, mm-hmm. and I got into a situation where I was like, you know, I had I had a bunch of beautiful, beautiful, funny, smart friends. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. then I got into this world where it was kind of like, you know, I had like this group of sisters that, uh, you know, with this buffer around me. Yeah. So anytime I had like a crush, they'd be like, ugh, what are you on? Really? On, on, you know, Sarah M. Uh, you know, yeah, fuck yeah, her yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. But it was like having a bunch of sisters. It was like having a bunch of sisters. But I, li- I like that uh, I, feminine hey, energy. I really, it's so good. Twice it's so I've good. said feminine energy, but I love it. Yes, yes. Guys then, are the worst a little guy, bit. Yeah, you know, and I had a good, I had a great roommate, you know, this guy named Eric, yeah, Eric Gill, this guy from Jersey, just... E. Gill. E. Gill, <laughs> hilarious dude, and, uh, you know, totally with me, like, you know, we're just we're not macho dudes, yes, you know? Yes. I mean, just right. kind of had that right that, that Sarah Lawrence energy, and you know we had a nice little, you know, pack of fun ladies that yes. kind of hung with us. All my friends in college yeah. were girls, with the exception of pretty much my roommate and a couple other fellas. But like I had. In my school, you weren't allowed to go to the girl's side of the dorm, oh so God. I would just like kind of be hanging out alone. And then when it was like six o'clock or whatever, whenever it was allowed, I would be just be over there. See, that's crazy. See, now I think I would think that you, I mean, you go to Christian college, yeah. and they're separating the guys from the girls like that. I would think there's a lot of gay shit going on at the Christian college for that reason. It's, it's interesting that you say that. I'm surprised looking back that there wasn't more gay shit going. On, right, but right. It was also so. Well, you didn't see the girls' side. Yeah, but I mean, it was so homophobic. For, sure, it, sure, it, which sure. I'm not proud of. That's yeah, one of the yeah, things yeah. that. I'm not proud of uh, my school. They've gotten better, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was there, it really was like the 60s. Like yeah. there was no uh, open gay people. There were people that we knew, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy to say I'm friends with them now. And we get to you know go out and be like, dude, you were so gay, and I'm so happy that you're gay now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We all knew you were gay, and it was breaking my heart. And it's so great to see that you. And then also, you know, conversely, I, I have friends that were super gay in college, but you know, are now married to women. You know what I mean? Like oh, that also happened. Oh yeah, weird. So as as much as it sounds like the first act first act of a porno <laughs> <laughs> like there are acts 
<laughs> like it sounds like the first act of an right. erotic European film. Sure. When they did separate the boys and the girls, the gay stuff that was happening on my f- side was there was a lot of uh, uh, arguably homoerotic wrestling. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. And there were a lot of pranks that I never got into. Where it's like, <laughs> dude, I just put my dick on his shoulder. He was typing a paper. I put my dick on his shoulder and he turned and his lips totally touched my dick. I and then he blew me. was like, that, that just seems like had super. Sex. <laughs> and it was time for me to. It was time for me to put my ass on his face. That is so funny. <laughs> it was all prank, bro. Like the guy who's trying to uh, own it off that, is, that he just watches a porno because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's just doing a prank. He just fucked his roommate because it was funny. I love it. But it's some weird stuff. So you, you're you in college. You're with Egil, and you're doing Egil. okay. But this is where – were you raised uh, by uh, your mother a lot? Like that's yes, where I yes. got this sort grew of thing. Up, uh, grew up with, with a bunch of women. Okay. with a bunch of mother. Dad kind of out of the picture. Is that right? Yeah, yep. or actually, I say kind of, yeah, straight up out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. So she, you know, dad uh, got just left. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I it's don't mean a, to no. It's all. That. It's 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 uh it's it's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> dad was. Uh, you know, they were not married. Uh huh. And uh, I I hung out with him, maybe, you know, a few times, and uh, up until. Uh, seven That's years rough old. Because you're only like going to remember a handful. Remember a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. And my mom did a good job of, you know, she was very specific, you know, short to not make it a, an anger thing, not to show, you know, not to have show me if she had any sort of grudges against him for not sticking around, you know. Because she, if I may, yeah. I just talked to Ryan Sickler, which was amazing, and he had a similar uh, situation, but it was the over-loving father and the and the distant mother. Mm-hmm. And the father did something that I was really, you know, uh, in admiration of, was that he was like, this is just your mother, don't, like, hate all women. You right, know what I mean? right, like, right. She's not doing the best job here, uh-huh. but don't don't go through your life just hating women. They're great women. Look at your grandmother. Look this at one's a bitch. This one's a bitch. A fucking bitch. Right, right. But, yes, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not saying that's what your mother did, but she was like trying to but not you, have you harden your heart good. towards men in general. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, I think I think that was it. But I think more than that, it was, you know, I think she really did have, a, a, you know, she had love in her heart. She had, she wanted me to have kind of nothing but love growing up. Mm-hmm. And she, I, just very wisely, she knew that that was, that's a toxic yeah, thing to put a kid through. Because for better or worse, it's your dad. That's it's your the, dad. That's the thing that sucks. Right. When your dad or your mom is is really crappy, mm-hmm. it sucks because you want. I've seen a lot of people emotionally and in, rather intellectually try and be like, "Fuck that guy. He's just some guy." Yeah. Somewhere in your psyche, you're like, "That's my dad." That's my dad. That's my right. Dad. Shit. And, and that, you that's, want something. That's really. half of me. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, re- regardless of whether or not, you know, it was dad or not, I think in every f- aspect of life, she was kind of a, you know, she was a student of John Lennon, you know I mean? She, she was? was? Well, not, no, not literally, but, but I mean, I, like, I, the I way that whole literally. generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, but like a flower kid kind of. To- uh, yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, you know, I love uh, it. she, she might, <laughs> she might argue the term flower kid, but she had that. You know, she had, she was just very open, very about love, yes. very about, you know, she still is, the, you know, the wonder of childhood yes. and the purity of that. Uh, you know, yes. so, so sweet, wonderful. Some people get that. Some people have kids yeah. and they forget to, like, foster and encourage. Yeah. Like, this is a special time for this person. That's I was right. just hanging out last night with a guy who has, has, like, a three-year-old or maybe even younger, a two, three-year-old. And the way that he was playing with her, I was just like, right. 
that's like the most important thing. Yeah. Like the way that that kid wants to play with you mm -hmm. is the equivalent of a 12 year old like having a splinter or something. Like right. you need to tend to that need for yeah. play. Yeah. And, and I guess to give the kid the, you know, to experience the youth with that kid and right. give the kid the youth that, you know, with the wisdom you have now to give them. Uh, what you would have liked yeah. or how, you know. There's something very karmic and circular yeah. about that being yeah. like, I maybe didn't even have, we should do better. It's not it's not to outshine our parents, but we should do better than they did because right. they did as well as they could. Mm -hmm. And then they hopefully made something that's even better than them. That's right. Do you have kids? Or, uh, I don't have kids. You don't have kids. Do okay. you? No, no kids, no kids. I was like, oh, are you a great dad? No, no, <laughs> not yet. Not I yet. Excited. I'm hoping to. So tell me more about, about mom. I'm interested. So yeah, mom, I mean, uh, uh, let's see. Where, you know, she, yeah, she raised me, you know, she grew up in uh, New York. Okay, in the uh, city? In the city, Which, Upper West Side. Okay. Um, and this is, you know, apartment, this wonderful little apartment, Upper West Side on 70th, 70th Street. And she's got, you know, rent control, but she, you know, oh, she, nice. she's, you know. Is she still there? She's still there. You gotta stay. And she, right, exactly. <laughs> she's stuck. And she's a badass. I mean, she really, uh, worked, you know, administrative assistant and sort of did, you know, this long, you know, nine to five hours for my, my whole upbringing mm. and, mm -hmm. you know, still doing it. And, and so, you went to school in Manhattan? I went to school in Manhattan. I went to uh, IS4, uh, you know, a public school up through high school, and then I went to the Calhoun School for high school. Is that also that's also in Manhattan? I don't know. Which country. is all yeah, all oh, that's okay. in Manhattan. How did you? I'm always, I, I, for better or worse, I dated mm -hmm. a girl that was raised in Manhattan, and you know when you date somebody, and sometimes you just like see something and you want to find a reason. I'm like, oh, it's because she's from Manhattan. Mm -hmm. like, she was a little wild or yeah, whatever. Was the, okay, wild. Did you, yeah, well, yeah, to be honest, it was like, oh, this is this this seems like a kid, very independent, but almost like off-puttingly like adventurous. Sure, and, like, I can see that. And like open to things. You know, I mean, we got, we got a whole lot of stimulation and yeah. culture right there. But it, it's funny you say, wow, I mean, I always pictured that the life especially in high school, life outside of New York would be much more crazy because, mm. I mean, for us, it's like, you know, there's not a lot of places to go. You can't really get away from parents. You can't right. go to a kid, a friend's house. Um, their parents are there. You mean in New York? In New York. Oh, you wow. Know, so you can kind of walk the streets. You can go see movies. Which is what I'm picturing. I'm just like, just right. stay in the streets. <laughs> yeah. But the streets, you know, it's like populated, you know. It's, right. It, not, not a whole lot of – basically what I'm saying is it wasn't – you know, not a whole lot of drugs and alcohol. Right. You know, maybe you kind of sneak to the store and get a forty here right. and there. Right. Um, well, that is the 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 other thought is that it would be easy to get drugs and it would be easy to get. Uh, it it may have been for other kids. It wasn't for me. I'm glad. It, it I'm wasn't happy, for I'm me. Ha I'm happy to hear that. I mean, you know, it's like when I got into college, you start start experimenting. But that's completely that normal. That's, that's when you're normal. Except for me, I was you know reading the Bible. <laughs> 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 you got rolling papers. Right. I got Christ. Papers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense because mm -hmm. even if you're in the city, you have to go to somebody's house. You right. still need that one weird house where the parents aren't there. Right. And, and the, I, I, that's exactly how I picture the, the suburbs. Is like right. you know, you just get into. Like, well, the suburbs really made a run at it. Yeah, like they wanted they to did. be worse than the city. They like, did. They like did. My 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 people. These like weird bored kids. Right, bored. In the suburbs. Oh, that's what you always hear. It's like well, there's nothing to do where I'm and from. In my yearbook, my high school yearbook, there was a two page uh, section dedicated to doing drugs and drinking, and it was about being bored. They didn't show it. It just was pictures of people. I don't know how they got it in. Yeah, our, our school was weird. My that's school so was weird. weird. And but I was like. 
boredom, and this has come up on the show before, boredom is so important. That's why mm-hmm. I said the thing about college. College is a little bit different, but also high school. I'm glad I wasn't drinking in high school. Yeah. I would have changed. I would have, if I was drinking in high school, I would have probably liked it, and then mm-hmm. I probably would have wanted to go to a college where I could party. Right. And then right, I would right, have right, partied, right. and the next thing you know, I'm a little bit bloated. I killed some brain cells. I, but most importantly, <laughs> I didn't have that time where I was bored. Where mm-hmm. I was literally thinking abstractly about my life. So you're saying, like, oh, the boredom was a good thing for the you. The boredom that was, was like, so essential. Okay. That's where, like, you, you're a character guy and you do voices yeah. and stuff. That's where I would be alone in my dorm room and just kind of, like, trying an impression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a lunatic. Yeah. It really is, like, a little bit crazy. But it was like I, for better or worse, had so much guilt and fear and judgment on sex, drugs, mm-hmm, rock and roll, mm-hmm, and all, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff that I just kind of learned from my church and a little bit from my family. And I was just like, well, that's that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I, mostly, a lot of it was fear, fear of the unknown. Yeah. And then I uh, would just kind of like be in my room trying to do Luke Wilson. I mean, that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I have an interesting relationship with boredom, too. It's like, you know, I, I think growing up, I, there was a good... There was a good amount of it still, yeah. mm-hmm. I think probably because I, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I spent a lot of time alone, uh, at home alone, mm-hmm. just watching movies. Brothers, sisters? No brothers and sisters. Just you. Yeah, just me. Okay. And so, you know, when I wasn't hanging out with my friends or my mom, you know, I had a lot of uh, extra uh, free time. Yes. And, uh, you know, so uh, you feel That's it. the feeling. I did feel it with art and... Uh, you know, your imagination of, too lot, yeah and what were you going to say movie. no it's movies. a ton of movies yeah. movies that's where I went into me too yeah I really like people say like Saved by the Bell and stuff like yes. oh that was my childhood I'm like it was like mm-hmm. I was absorbing how yeah. to be from watching uh, yeah. Saved by the Bell watching all sorts of shows I thought City Guides was how it was going to be right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was very yeah. surprised when it wasn't yeah well there's this uh, the whole this whole generation of us that's like kind of just pop culture nerds right. and obsessed with right you know all the all the sitcoms Nickelodeon and you but know, even all that. as stupid as they were I think I did get like when when they did those after school specially sort of things where they didn't do drugs and stuff. I think I was the kid when people are like nobody uh, nobody doesn't drink because of mothers against drunk driving. I'm like mm-hmm. I I don't. You were a good guy. Like yeah. Dare worked on me. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a Dare thing and yeah. I was like oh they did the thing about uh, snuff or no, is it not snuff? It's chew. Huffing or ch- oh oh tobacco. Chewing yeah, tobacco. chewing tobacco. But yeah. what is that? It's not snuff. Uh, it's uh gosh. Uh, chew, dip, chew, dip, 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 dip. Put in dip, and they showed us the video with all the jaws that it just like dissolved, disintegrated like jaws. Yeah, that's all it takes. I'm like, no dip for me. Yeah. And they that, show the video of a kid dying in a drunk driving accident. I'm like, no, no alcohol for me. That Next thing you know, Luke Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do your Luke? Wilson I don't. Impression? I actually, I, I picked. Like... I picked. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to do? Do you want to do your Luke Wilson on Key and Peele? Is that what this is all about? <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> do you get that? <laughs> I know you were kidding, but do you get people thinly, uh, thinly veiled doing an audition for you in front of you guys? Well, I you do. must. Well, one weird thing that I get is from the stand-up world because I'm not really from the stand-up world, but people who are not, uh, I should say, kind of fully established or successful in the stand-up world, I'll be in a conversation with them at a party or whatnot, and then mm-hmm. I'll just figure out that some way somehow they segued into their routine 
Oh, and they're using it. They're no. using it as conversation. Oh. oh my god, it gives me my heart breaks for both of the people. Because <laughs> when I was in college, and that's when I started writing stand up, I remember very distinct. I remember the joke that it was. I was in the back, and I was like, uh, I had all these jokes about um, what is it? The Jeep Jeep Wranglers, uh, the like the Jeeps that kind of look like Model Ts. You know okay. what I'm talking no, about? I don't. I don't, I don't know cars at boxy. all. I don't know. I don't, Jeep. Is a Wrangler. And I remember I said to my friend, I was like, Haha, it looks like it would fall apart, like that spare tire on the mm-hmm. back. If you hit it in the middle, the whole thing falls apart. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like a terrible. <laughs> and then I yeah. picked up my soft drink and just sipped it yeah, awkwardly. Yeah. And my roommate laughed so hard at me trying material trying on him. Material. And I was like, I got nowhere to do it. Aww. It was so embarrassing. Well, that's cute, though. That's, you know. I th- suppose. That's actually trying out a bit. But, like, you know, it, it, it crosses another line when it's like you're someone's actual routine. Of course. That they're, you know. Oh, that they've done. That they've done. That they're, it's not, yeah, they weren't, they weren't trying it out. It's they're, they're, they're trying to have more fascinating conversation because oh. they have this thing they, they know hits. I will, but, yeah. please don't let me interrupt you. I, no, you, I feel like good. you're a very good listener. No, I can, I can, I, yeah. Uh, I've I, actually even noticed that socially, like oh, you'll yeah, yield, yeah. you yield, you're a yielder. I'm a yielder, yeah. I like that. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I love hearing what's coming out next yeah, year. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the reasons why I'm not a, as good of an improviser as I'd like to be is I'm too pushy. So please, I, please no, 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 hey. let me know if okay. I'm talking over you. Yeah. The thing that I was going to say that I think is nuts is uh, when a stand-up does improv and tries to work his routine in there, oh, God. I want to burn his house to the ground. Oh, my God. It, it's, it's so, so offensive. F- it's offensive. so funny. Well, it's offensive <laughs> to the, the art form. Yeah, it's offensive it to the audience. Yeah. You know, the, uh, and uh, you can tell. You can tell there's that quality of like, yeah. you just transitioned from mm-hmm. normal conversation, mm-hmm. and then you, you sputtered around for a second, and then you went into this perfectly launched right. diatribe. So we get that. And then the other thing we get a lot is, which I don't know how to feel about, because it's, uh, you know, on one hand, you love the enthusiasm, you love the fans, but all the time is, man, hey, yo, check this, man. I should write for you guys, man. These are Chinese people? These are Chinese. <laughs> you can tell. That's my, that's my Chinese, uh, my old Chinese man. Yo, you got the poor fry, You right? got that shit? <laughs> no, but, you know, black, you know, black, every race yes. in our generation talks like this nowadays. You know that. That's, that's true. true. That you know, is true. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just talking to Kamau Bell about that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is it offensive to call this the black guy handshake? Yeah, and right. was like, but it's not just black. It, maybe it started with black people. Oh, yeah. But now there might be equal number of white people that right, do right. the black guy handshake. Well, we, when we were growing up, it's, you know, and you know, possibly still, it's, you know, black is kind of the coolest thing to be, right? right? Everyone kind right, of right. acknowledges that. You want to be, you know, Michael Jordan. You want to be... Michael Jackson. M- Michael Jackson, you know, Michael Here's- Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, no, it's... Uh, but all right. Long story short, you know, dudes want to uh, write for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, no, do the voice. You know, hey, yo, man. <laughs> I, I just know. didn't want you to think I was policing the voice. <laughs> I would never oh, no. police. That's the like voice. that's my go-to character voice. Yeah. A, that's also like the typical voice of a of a Key and Peele fan. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, white yeah. and black. Sure, sure, hey, sure. Man, hey, I, I should be writing for y'all, man. <laughs> for, for real. I got. I'm, I'm coming up with these sketches. Coming up with these skits, man. I could be winning y'all Emmys. I could be winning y'all Emmys. And it always has this tint of like, oh, well, do you like our show? Because you're kind of suggesting that it's not good enough for you. That is funny. But then also, I could be improving I it. I could be improving. I could make your show a little bit better. I could honestly. I could be making, yeah. 
And so that that we get, I, I'll get the most, especially over Twitter. Hey, man. Yeah. Straight up, I got some sketches for you. I got some sketch ideas. And then, of course, you know the worst is when somebody just kind of without asking will start pitch you something that's sort of an obvious idea. Yes. And then right. all of a sudden, it's like if you do something anywhere close to that, you know they're going to be like, see, right. this motherfucker's stealing yes. shit. Yes. Like, yes. Hey, 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 real quick, real quick. Obama's birthday. Obama's birthday. Uh, and then it's like... Anything I do that ha- involves Obama on his birthday, yeah. Can I tell you? This is something that I've uh, I picked up. This is I'm going to pitch a stereotype to you. Yeah, black dudes today, mm-hmm. t- like in 2013, and business cards. More of a business card. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm pitching you stereotypes. No, I love that. That's I, a that's I'm a that's a great stereotype. I love that one. Cause I, I, I always talk about that too. Cause there's always there's always a guy, dude, on the street. If I meet a dude on the street, hey, hey. Well, black guys on the street know they know me, but they can't tell me what I'm in. It's, hey, what's up, man? See, this is why. And he always just looking for the card. See, I know I got it. In one of these pockets. I'm trying to find this man. See, I, right, I, right, you that dude. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's that that is uh, a good uh, a good amount of my interactions on, right? on the street at this point. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that is so. Funny. But I love that guy because I I'm the guy who you know I, yeah, I grew up white mom. Yeah, you know I I thrive on approval from black guys. Wait, what, white white bomb? Wait, mom. My mom. Oh, my I, I thought you were like I'm a white bomb. I'm a white like, bomb. What? I don't know. No, what that means. my mother's white. You know, my dad was black. So you still had the the you wanted black dudes to think you're cool. Oh, dude, just, still just like do. me. Just still like do. Me. Yeah, just if like an, like any like, white dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought you know, hey, when I'm when I'm you know. When I'm taken into the mix, I'm just like I'm happy as a, as anything. Oh I'm like, yeah, my fuck god, yeah. that is so great. Yeah, isn't that funny? The business card thing, I completely. I'm not on the air yet. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when this air is uh, out, the show will have just been on, so maybe it'll be different. I don't know. But we did the BET Awards. Yeah. And when I left, I had like uh, like 50. <laughs> I, I could have played gin rummy with the with the business cards I had been given. Also, from people who had no idea who I was, it's so just a camera, and we're talking, and very very sweet like you captured the sweetness of it or at least the this uh nobody's being pushy or or being rude pushy. about it yeah they're I mean, just like like they're very complimentary mm-hmm. good looking out and then they give you a card and mm-hmm. then like, I, I i saw that i actually was thinking about because when i um pitched my show we actually referenced key and peel we we're like we wanted to be sketchy we wanted to be like key and peel we wanted to be like Chappelle, mm-hmm. which i thought was funny we we're mentioning like just two black shows mm-hmm. or you know whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. uh me being aggressively white <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like Chappelle when i was uh in new york that show had just kind of really hit, reached its peak. And right. I used to watch him get handed shit, CDs from hip-hop guys. Uh-huh. Like, there's that sort of in-person hustling. Oh, yeah. With the CDs on, on Hollywood Boulevard. You oh, like yeah. hip-hop, you like hip-hop. That sort of... Uh, well, and it's always... I love it. They always throw you a CD, uh, put a CD in front of your face. Right. And it's like, oh, really? right, this is, right, right. I can have the... Oh, snap. If you take it, and go, that's $5. It's man. like a Jehovah's Witness thing. Uh, they, it's, they'll catch it's, you. They give you yeah. the, the Book of Mormon, and then and, or not the Book of Mormon, but you know, oh, you, then you got to and again, this is I'd like to point out, uh, Kamal would be proud. Not a black thing. My brother is a hip-hop producer. Yeah. He, uh, he makes beats and stuff. And he, uh, in the hip-hop tradition, goes and hands out the CDs. Like, he'll go to London uh-huh. for the purpose of handing out the CD. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I feel like, you know, I don't know. 
there's not as much tweeting or YouTubing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not so much like an online strategy as it is like, let's get out there. And I'm not putting down my brother. He's like, yeah. we're going to put these flyers in the onion and then put yeah. the onions back in. And it was like, you you tweet it too. You it's, know? Funny, it's funny you, you talk about this. Because you know, I got into Twitter maybe a year and a half ago uh-huh. or a year ago or something. And I had, I, I had the Twitter page, but I hadn't really been you know, in that – Sort of initial stage of like, oh man, I got a, just got a few followers. Fuck this, right, you know? right, right, right. You want to be guys popular. Are, you want to be popular instantly. <laughs> yeah. you, you immediately look at your followers as like a self worth, yes, you know, compared yes. to like some comedian you, you maybe you don't like who's got a, you know, has a head start on you. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember somebody said, it just tweeted me once, and this is this. I have to credit this person with getting me on seriously on Twitter and, and committing to it. But they sent me a tweet that said, man. A comedian that don't tweet, that's like a rapper that doesn't do mixtapes. Oh, my God. Like, oh, shit. Wow. That's some deep stuff right there. Right, right. Yeah. Where's, your, where's your hustle? Where's your work? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's your... Uh, well, it's like a know. relationship. You want to be in people's lives several times throughout the day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's you know, uh, kindling a fire a little mm-hmm, bit. Like, staying, mm-hmm. it, staying in touch. It's like texting your fans, That's I exactly guess. how I think. Uh, you know, I... I, I I think everybody's got their own Twitter strategy. Yeah. And that's the way I think of it. It's like, think of the fans as like, it's you, you're talking to one person at a time. Right. You know what I mean? And everybody, uh, I, fans, friends, whatever, you know, you want to call them, is like, yeah, everybody, you want to read a tweet from somebody that sounds like your buddy is texting is you. Is texting and you. saying, hey, man, this is what I, I, just, thought I just thought of this. Of this. Right. I thought of it. And that's why they don't like it. If you're, if all you're texting your friend is watch the new Key and Peele, right. they're going to be like, yeah. dude, stop. Yeah. In fact, yeah. today I was just thinking about a friend of mine, a black friend of mine, who yeah. would always text blast yeah. all of us in Chicago yeah, yeah. whenever he had a show. And I was oh, like, yeah. dude, I live in L.A. Dude. How do I politely unsubscribe from this? Oh, service. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, is the unfollow. Yeah. The, the difficulty of unfollowing people. Right. That's well, a whole new politic. And some people want to know who's unfollowing them. I, I don't want to know at all. Yeah. I don't want to oh, no. know why they left. No, 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 no. It ruins my day <laughs> yes. if I if I find out somebody has unfollowed me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't have that alert set up on my... It don't, yeah, turn that uh, off. Yeah. I'm surprised you're able, because um, I, I'm just, just promos for my show are mm-hmm. running at this point. And then I was like, well, I can't. I found out you can have a TV show yeah. or you can enjoy reading your Twitter replies. You can't have both. Right. Even you guys are beloved. I'm going right. to say beloved. There have to be a billion people that hate your show. Oh, Even sure. I mean, for the 10 dude. that love it, there have well, to be a vocal minority that's and like, I'm, fuck you. Yeah. I'm cocky, too. So I, I'm convinced that if they don't like my show, it's they haven't seen it really yet. I'm also convinced <laughs> that I'm also convinced that the majority of haters of anything that's kind of good it, is – People who hate the person that they know who told them that they like that show. So it's, you know what I mean? Everybody has people in their lives or in their office that they don't, they can't stand. So yes. if somebody that you think is a, a unfunny idiot says, oh man, watch Key and Peele. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's talking about Key and Peele and you don't know it yet. Yeah. You, you know, you automatically. It's threatening. It's, it's a threat. Yeah. You, and you automatically go, oh, I don't like that show. You know what I think is interesting about what you just said is I think all performers, at least uh, the two in this room, have uh, <laughs> a delusion formula that's, yeah. that's very beneficial. Yeah. 
Um, Berbiglia, uh, in his movie and also in, in his stand-up before, uh, talked about stand-ups have to be delusional. And I'll just say performers mm-hmm. have to be delusional. Because when you start, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. And you have to get off stage and say, that went pretty well. Right. So similarly, <laughs> when you say you get a hater or something, you, you have something that runs in your brain. Oh, yeah. You're making a choice. Uh-huh. You could say this person is informed. Mm-hmm. They've seen all the shows. They right. literally sat down and gave the the whole season a try. Right. And thought about tweeting you. Right. Slept on it. Right. Next day still decided to say fuck you. Right. And but that person face. that person watched the whole show. So that there has to be something going on if they're watching every episode. Right. Even that person it's like that person strangely doesn't exist, right? Uh, that's right. So it's like yeah, that, that person doesn't exist. That person doesn't exist. If you watched it all then you liked it on some level. Maybe right. you know, so but yes, there's there's certain people who have like criticisms that are put together from real arguments, but those are fans. Right. Those are the guys who go on, man, this this was the worst episode I've seen so far. Right. You know, give, of all of them that of I've all seen. Of them that You've I've seen, seen all of right, them. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's, yeah, that's the kind of, that's the thing. People who honestly don't like it, yes. they don't watch it. Yeah. You know? There you go. So it's, it's a... But it is interesting to me, the survival mechanism of you could you could say to yourself, as unlikely as it is, mm-hmm. this person is informed and they, they really think I suck. They know comedy and right. they still think I suck. That's possible. It's yes. also possible that they just were recommended the show by Todd, the idiot at the office who they hate. Right. So they tweeted at you because they can't text Todd. They don't have his mm-hmm. number. Um, but like I, you know, that's that. That reminds me of the uh, famous "This is Water" uh, commencement speech. I, I'm forgetting the guy's name because I'm bad like that. Mm-mm. But he's talking about Mm-mm. like you can make these choices throughout the day. If you see someone in an SUV, you could choose to go like that person's an asshole. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the environment. They're reckless. They're they're jerks. They're entitled, and they take up two parking spots and fuck them. Mm-hmm. You can't. And that might be true. Or you can go, maybe that person was in a terrible car accident and they're so right. terrified of driving that they were all but prescribed to drive an SUV by their mm-hmm. therapist. And and that also might be true. Yeah. Similar when a, when a hater comes along or you have a bad set, you can mm-hmm. either go, I'm garbage, that's a choice, and right. it might be true, or I'm going to get better. But when I see people that are doing what they want to do, they tend to have a favoring towards the yes, positive yes, yes. that we learned, I think, from our overloving mothers. Yes, and I think, yeah, we, we clearly share that, yeah. that, that thing. And, and the other thing that kind of helps me get there, you know, after, after been, I've been done this or been uh, doing some form of, you know, I was on Mad TV for 10 years. So, there, you know, I got... 10 years? I was, I was on Mad TV for five years, but that was, it started 10 years ago. So oh, I've kind of been on TV or in some form for 10 years. Wow. And uh, and I do have to say, like, you know, the hating on, on Key and Peele, it, it, it started uh, when, we, when we first started, it was it was really there. And now if I'm like looking at my Twitter, I hardly ever see something mm. uh, uh, negative. I think either I've blocked all of the haters or, <laughs> successful or they just stopped watching and they don't have anything to say anymore. But, you know, one thing that gives me uh, helps this uh, perpetuate this thing that we're talking about is that, you know, and I'm sure you've noticed this too, is like if you ever engage someone who's a hater mm. and say, you know, oh, why? Why don't you like it? Mm-hmm. You know, the next tweet will be at you will be, uh, oh, man, you know, just kidding. That was one thing I didn't like, but in general, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Let me, I, I got some sketch ideas that I want to pick, you know. <laughs> My man, Scott, I got some improvement. I could be winning <laughs> you every. Oh, I've gotten, I've literally gotten that. Uh, the, yeah. But yeah. Pe- people, you know. There, that's the fascinating thing with the internet. It's like it's the there is there's this barrier 
that you know between uh you know be- between fans and friends and stuff and once that's cr- the internet kind of takes it away it turns mm-hmm. the fan uh into a friend kind of way yeah. yeah and it's and it's very strange well, he can now text you and it's very fun to it's very fun to watch somebody who is hating on the show turn into an instant oh my god i have this connection though <laughs> yeah and now you and you just picture them uh you know processing oh right. my god I guess I do like I guess I do like Jordan Peele. Oh man, I'm obsessed with him. You know? It's was, like that moment you realize you're pregnant. Or something. Like, oh my god, I'm not sick. I have morning right, sickness. I don't even need to. I don't even need to test or anything. Yeah. I just know. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I I feel like what was the rest of the story with your mother and father? We got off. off oh yeah, track yeah. Because you were like, this is this is fascinating. All I got from about your dad was that he wasn't there. So my dad was, you know, Rolling Stone. He was. He's got kids peppered across setting up the franchises. Nation. <laughs> setting up franchises. Stole that from Fight Club. Right. Yeah, okay. That's, right. That's a line. Yeah. We got the the Peel McPeels. <laughs> um, and so there's there's over eleven no. brothers, sisters, places. No. Only a couple of them I've uh, I've met recently. Uh, or I should say one I've met, but yeah. I've gotten in contact with a, a a cousin, and I've and I've uh, I know that there are more uh, uh, different cities, uh, different cities, different yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot in North Carolina, mm. a lot of peels in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know my, I have a cousin who I found in New York, um, who's a, a good guy, and my you know the brother that I met, you know, all clearly they're all really. Sweet, nice, smart mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, the but, show has to help your help notor- me, your notoriety. Is like, hey, there's a peel. There's a peel. You're, yes. you're flying the peel. Flag. It helped me get some connections. Yeah. going with the, this this part of my family, which was mm-hmm. ex- essentially unknown to me until in a good like way. Last year, I'm, the, I, the unknown part. I always think of that uh, that Eminem line where he says, "All of a sudden, I have some five million cousins." Or something. <laughs> talking, sure, sure. Talking about being famous. I yeah, think I, well, I can't album. tell. You know, it's like I can't tell. How much of it is because I'm on a show, or how much of it is uh, be, uh, just be, because the internet has opened up these things? Sure. I know, I know my my brother, who's just you know an uh, amazing guy, mm. uh, you know, contacted me. He's been trying to contact uh, Peels uh, for like you know 20 years now. Yeah, and so it's like the internet and the show and everything. All of a sudden, he finally. Was able to uh, contact. He's on the table writing letters. Someone's like, you know, there's Google. <laughs> you, know, you, can, <laughs> you can just type in ancestry.com. <laughs> right. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, Blows but up the no, candle. no. I, you know, I think it's probably a appeal trait is to not want to be pushy, to kind of want relationships to develop on their own accord, mm. and to not want to put anybody off, not want to impose on every, anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's. Um, <laughs> maybe that's you know it has something to do with my dad like you know just being a a, a free floating individual <laughs> um and he passed away you know i found out he passed away in 99 oh, no. so i didn't really didn't really you know ever really get to know him you know especially as an adult and that was very you know complicated and but uh how did he die uh, esoph- esophageal cancer, esophageal, 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 esophageal. Throat, esophageal. throat cancer. Yeah, but what I'm gonna have is what is the answer. You no. Well, <laughs> oh. yeah, well, uh, well, no, no, I, no, no, I didn't mean to say yeah, but I, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say like you know, genetics yeah, yeah. plays a role. Yeah, was yeah. he a smoker? Let's hope he was a smoker. Um, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. I, I at least I remember you know being a kid. I remember 
you know, those with some of those few images. And this was kind of yeah. like, you know, I was like, you know, basically had this kind of dad. I, I think of him as like this, or I thought of him as like a kind of uh, idolized black exploitation character. You yeah, know, like where he was just like the cool, just the dude. And my mom always said, you know, he's pretty cool guy yeah you know he's, well he's got to be i mean to win over a bunch of different ladies i'm not even trying ladies. to be funny no, absolutely you're traveling around oh yeah he was he was a ladies man yes. he was definitely you know he was in the he was a jazz musician you yeah know, like all, all this kind of stuff see and uh you know but so yeah i remember one of the few one of the stories i remember about my dad one of the very few things that he taught me i i should say he taught yeah you take out a trumpet <laughs> <laughs> Just the butteriest riff ever. <laughs> you put it back, conversation continues seamless. Yeah, you didn't see I brought that in, did you? Just in case my dad comes up. No, I remember, you know what? I was on the, he was taking me back from a work where he worked at uh, in Columbia in the, the mailroom mm-hmm. of uh, Columbia College in New York. And he was taking me back home. We were on the train and this, you know, Homeless guy comes by, hey, spend some money. I remember my my mother. My mother was always pretty, or I, I should say, must have been pretty uh, uh, positive in her interaction. You know, the interaction she showed me with people. So she would kind of give people change if they asked for it. You know, mm-hmm. probably how I kind of I, I ended up in a with, with a similar kind of energy to you, where mm-hmm. you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is a you know kind of a you know. To uh, stereotype the whole thing, it's kind of a white perspective. It is, a, you know a what I mean. Variable. It's you know what it, it's like a it's a perspective that's nurtured uh, in love, I suppose. Sure, sure. Uh, so it might not be like a project right. mentality. I guess right. we're saying, not to say that there isn't love in the project, but if you're in poverty, maybe your parents aren't like don't have the time to be like always look on the bright right, side, right, like right. Constantly. And you know, I'm even saying that because my, you know my dad was black, and this is the lesson he taught me. Yeah. So I mean, you know, may, probably an oversimplification. Right. But the uh, you know. He, my, this guy's coming through, and I was, you know, I was like, "Hey, dad, you know, dad, you know, my little white voice. Hey, dad, father, <laughs> why didn't you give that? Uh, why didn't you give him any money? Yeah, you know, my dad looks at me and goes, "Hey, man, if I give him a dollar, I get the next guy a dollar. Pretty soon, I'm gonna be that dude walking down the subway asking for money. <laughs> it was like one of these things that like stuck in my brain." <laughs> So now, uh, so now, I basically, I still have that, you know, those those little precious lessons. I still have in my well, head, which sweetie, is like, you got to watch your own back as well. Right. You know, you can't just be giving everybody everything. You know, at some point, it's gonna, I, I, I it gets corrupted at some point in a good mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of golden boy sweetness factory needs to needs to grow up. And it some needs ways. some reality. Yeah, right, yeah, it right, needs right. a reality check. I, I remember being on the subway once, and this guy who just smelled like he had just freshly pissed on himself oh, yeah. sat did. next to me. And my brother, again, no judgment to my brother, got up and moved. Uh, <laughs> as you should. As one should, right? I sat there. This is like the height stubborn. of Sweetie Petey. Not even stubborn, but like I didn't want to embarrass him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. sat there and inhaled really potent, mm-hmm. dehydrated pee. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like, you know. Get up. Get up. Leave. It's not. Remove yourself from that situation. Yeah, you shouldn't. The, yeah. the world doesn't work that way, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I that, that is kind of a sweet story, but at the same time, you don't need to 
You should look. You should watch your own back. You got to watch your own back yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what where where this was going, but you know, ultimately, this kind of oh, this is coming from yeah. So uh, there was one point when I went to his house when I was a kid, and I saw I saw some cigarettes, and I was like, "You're not supposed to smoke, Dad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, "If I give you a cigarette, uh, yeah. and I give wait, <laughs> that's his lesson for everything." <laughs> Pretty and soon, then of course, I won't have any cigarettes. And of course, you know, as soon as I hit you know college, you know, I was like, "Wait, what did he say?" I, you know, I don't remember what he said. Oh, okay. I, I just remember that this, you know, this was ultimately answering the question, did he did smoke? Did he smoke, yeah. And uh, I think he probably, uh, you know, drank some hard liquor, you know, here yeah. and there, had a nice glass of hard liquor at the end of the day. So Does that give you cancer? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think it. Shit. I think hard liquor <laughs> can uh, contribute to uh, esophageal cancer. I really? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, do do your own research on that. <laughs> But uh, that's that's my understanding. But where are you with that? How you don't do you smoke? I don't. So know. no, you know, I used to be a huge weed head. Oh, know? that's I right. Yeah, I, I knew that actually. Yeah, and uh, I, I've uh, pretty much I've all but quit. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, I don't drink anymore either. Huh. You know, I, I I'll have a glass of something if you know in a real social situation. Sure. And uh, this all kind of happened pretty recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because uh, you know I have a, a lady that I love, and uh, she doesn't she doesn't mix with that, and it's not you know not trying to like, uh, it, it, not even trying to be romantic or anything, but like I you know I like being in the same space, space as her. You no, know? I get it. In fact, I've gone the other way. Oh yeah, because <laughs> lo- love will do weird things yeah, to yeah. you. And I I had a girlfriend that smoked. Yeah, and I honestly—I've said this on the show before because I just think it's a fascinating thing that when you're in love, you can make a change for the better or the worse. Yes, yes. And I was like, I don't want her to be the only one that smells like cigarettes. It's right. so retarded. Yeah. I wouldn't—I shouldn't say retarded. It's so fucked up. There we go. <laughs> but it's, now, now we know what you thought retarded was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so retarded. I shouldn't say retarded. It's so worthless and just <laughs> subhuman. You know what I mean? Just like whoa, 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 whoa buddy. Whoa. You were better retarded. <laughs> we're retarded. Just leave we're it in retarded. Retarded. <laughs> uh, it's fucked up because uh, I, w- I wouldn't do that anymore. That's a big difference. I wouldn't do that anymore. But I, but being in love, you should use that. That's a good time to like mm-hmm. see what that's like. You ever see a, a homeless couple on the street? Homeless couple. A couple, like you know, and you just, yeah, and that's the question. It's like, what came first, the homeless or the couple? Oh yeah. no! Did they bring? Did they spiral down? You know? Did you meet on the street? Did you meet on the street? Yeah. Or? But the, the clear... or did your love just like we're right. all we need yeah. and literally stopped? Yeah, I can't tell if it's just the most romantic thing to ever see, right? Or, ju- or just uh, right? It could be. Smelly. It could be that they were just like this. Well, that's the feeling of being in love. Is is like for me, love feels like uh, I don't need anything. Everything that I've been running on, mm-hmm. I don't need anymore. Right. Wait, I know I'm in love when I'm like all I want to do is go to a cabin with you. You yes, know, it's yes. just you. I just want to get rid of not, everything else. Exactly. Yeah. And like you're even like fuck comedy and all all the affirmation and and the whatever adulation I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. All I need is you in uh, clean water and mm-hmm. uh, a big mm-hmm. feathery bed. And it's not even about fucking. I know that's part of it, but you're just kind of like that's it. I found it. Yep. And and uh, let me ask you this cuz mm-hmm. you you are, I I know you're in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything kind of makes more sense at least to me. Yes. Things make more sense. Every moment of your day just kind of makes, makes more sense. It's it's easier, you yes. know. I I used to kind of just be uh, just hell bent on uh, my career and you know all this, you know, just all this extra stuff. I'm still mm. kind of hell bent on it, but now mm-hmm. I have a 
I have a stronger sense of clarity for uh, of it, of what it's for, mm-hmm. what what the end goal is. Right. And uh, it's not going inward anymore. Yeah, you're not yeah. just bathing in your own bathwater mm-hmm. every day. You're you're in something that's flowing and moving and involved with somebody that's else. Right. And I think there is a little bit of an epiphany to it. Definitely. In that you're like, oh, love is what this is all about. Yes. Like if there, you know, for me, if there is some sort of God thing, it is a love energy. It's a love mm-hmm, idea. Mm-hmm. And when, and therefore, if we want to get really new agey, when you're tapped into love and you're mm-hmm. in love, and the reason why people are like, that song came on the radio and it meant something. Mm-hmm. And I saw this and I was just thinking of that. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to get you a gluten-free cupcake. And there's mm-hmm. one right here. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, that's the feeling of you being on the path. I know how I'm sounding right now, but it's the feeling no, no, of you. Yeah. Being on the path you're supposed to be on, yeah, and that's what's so devastating if it goes sideways or or, or some uh, not talking about in love any sort of decay or degradation mm-hmm. is so troubling to us because uh, abundance and love is so such a good feeling. For it us. is a, I, no, I mean you. This is exactly what I've been going through this past you know few months. It's yeah, like, and it's it's weird. You know, it's it's crazy how uh, yeah, addicted to weed I really was. Mm. You know, I just I you know it's just a great creative drug for mm-hmm, me. A mm-hmm. great. You know, just uh, smoking on the maintain, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never thought I would w- just even want to stop. I never could. I would never, yeah. you know, think of it in that way. You can afford it. And then this thing it's happened. Available. Yeah, this thing <laughs> happened. And it's like, oh, well, dude, I'm f- now I kind of feel high all the time. Mm. And what's more is like, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be the dude that's just fucking high you know, around his girl who's not high all the right, time. Right, you know, right, right. Want, you want to be cute. You know what I mean? You want to be on the, and as you, you said, be, on the same and level. And on the same level. That's but that I'm high all the time thing, I think we're, we are aware, I am aware as somebody who, you know, I, I, I haven't been drinking a lot, but I do drink routinely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. a little bit weirder. It would almost be better if I just occasionally drank a lot, I think. <laughs> but I'm more yeah. – I'm like a Cavassier commercial. Right. I come a, home and undo my top collar. Just old school alcoholic. And right. have an alcohol drink <laughs> right. yeah. and watch something. It's usually like one yeah. and then I go to bed. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, the, what's troubling about it is it's routine. But what you said that's more interesting is the idea that we know we have the potential – we have all the ingredients to make ourselves feel connected mm-hmm. – uh, not bored, not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find all that stuff free range, but there are all these shortcuts, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, uh, which are things like weed and things like alcohol. Mm-hmm. But then when you're plugged into like the real source, you kind of realize maybe I wasn't even feeling as good as I thought. I, it doesn't feel as good as this. Right. And, you know, I I always thought of that as a cure to what we were talking about of the cure to the boredom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, if I just left to my own devices, the just the fear that like – yeah, all right, this is fine, but, you know, smoke a little weed. It's going to be better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better. Mm-hmm. I'll think of that extra thing or, right. you know, what, and whatnot. And, uh, and mind you, I haven't, like, you know, I haven't just completely quit or anything, but it's just, a, you know, it's just a different, completely different lifestyle. Sure. It's instantly able to start living. Right. Which is fascinating Right. Yeah. I, I, you don't hear a lot of people talking about being addicted uh, to weed, mm-hmm. which I, I don't understand. Like, I, I've been addicted to... Not bananas, but I mean, it might as well be bananas. Right. Like, why are we so reluctant to say you can kind of be addicted to anything? Yeah, yeah. We don't have to be all like, whoa, whoa, back off the weed. You can be addicted to jerking off. Sure. You know what I mean? You can be addicted to weed. And but I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one I've, I don't think I'll ever give up. No, but yeah, uh, yeah it's. Oh, I, jerking it, off, you Jerking mean. off, right. 
And uh, I think uh, I think that there's this. Uh, you know, there's the question of physical addicted and mental right, addiction, right, right. you know, and I guess, you know, people claim that weed isn't physically addictive, it's mentally addictive. Right. But they say the same thing about cigarettes. And and going hmm. back to that girl that I dated and I was smoking and then I would quit all the time. Um, not I would I never declared that I quit, but yeah. I would just like kind of stop. It was just another passive aggressive way of kind of fighting with her. It's like, I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> Which she probably wasn't even picking up. She right. was like, oh, I don't want one. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but like they say that if you stop smoking for three days, uh, all the nicotine's out of your body. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make a difference. Right. On that fourth day, if you're drinking, mm-hmm. you still want to smoke. Still want one, right. Because it was a thing you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who cares if it's physical or mental? Like you're still just kind of addicted. It's it's weird. I mean, we're people are cre- you know creatures of habit. You mm-hmm. know, we love our ritual action as well. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, some some people. Can you know? It feels like some people be addicted to religion, mm-hmm. addicted to television. Of course, of I mean course, we're all addicted sure. to TV and mm-hmm. shit. Um, but it's 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 interesting, kind of sorting out. Yeah, what's what is uh, what's an okay addiction? What is is any od- addiction okay? Right. You know, I. I I personally believe that well exercise people are addicted to people exercise are, but they're like it's good yeah but and that that's something uh, a mutual friend of ours pointed out to me was just kind of like the idea that it's typical alcoholic behavior to get fucked up in the evening mm-hmm. and then like go on a hike in the morning and then you're actually addicted to both sides of that yeah you're addicted to the ritual of cleansing yourself yeah. when I was a kid and religious I would watch yeah. pornography and jerk it and then I'd have this like almost ritualistic repenting thing mm-hmm. all of it i liked the upper and the downer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you got to get rid of that well so. it's not really fun and depraved unless you're coming from a exactly pure place that's exactly you know, right you gotta hurt and the purity <laughs> doesn't probably doesn't feel as good unless you're coming from a, a bad place, a fl- place absolutely yeah, that's yeah. right so that's an addiction so you're wondering if there's good things to be addicted to or like yeah, you know i mean it's uh and w- it's you know just segueing into the 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 show into uh into yeah. key and peel this is kind of something we've you know, or you know, I've 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 thought a lot about how to exploit. You know, mm-hmm. the because we do a sketch show, and so it's you know I think most television that people really get addicted to has this sense of routine, has a sense of you know what you're going to get that's into. Right. Every that's right. That's right. Well, that's you know. why you know in my experience that's why people do monologue, uh, comedy mm-hmm. act, mo- interview. People want. Yes. We. I was like, what if we don't do it? It's like, well, there's a. You got to do there's a little bit something it. like it because people want the ritual. People want the formula. And it, I, yeah, I think part of it is also end of a long day of work. You know, you don't want it to make you think too hard. Exactly. You yeah. don't want. You don't need a mental challenge. Right. right you need right. to sit back and be if entertained. If you guys did a sketch where it was like two other guys. I know that's like the most obvious betrayal, but if you just had like two other guys hosting the show, just come in, not addressed, yeah. and it's not because you weren't there, you <laughs> yeah. were there. People were in the audience. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keeps getting to a reaction a funny shot idea, of you guys actually. laughing. It's a funny idea. That is a funny. idea. That's your idea. I just said you weren't in uh, the well, show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but go on. So, it, uh, what were so you well that. That was part of the challenge of doing a sketch show, I think, or of, of any sketch show, is to find that be- because you know the the nature of the beast is you're jumping everywhere, you're, you're jumping all around, mm-hmm. and our show specifically is like you know we always want to surprise people, keep people off their uh, to- we we specifically don't want them to know what to expect, mm-hmm. and so in the begin you know 
it, it was I think that was part of is part of the <laughs> challenge with a sketch show. Why it's hard to have one successful is because you know you really have to you know jump some hoops to kind of get people into the ritual of it. And that's mm-hmm. where the recurring characters come in. That's where. Um, you know the the format like you're talking right. about. Well, how happy are people when you guys do another NFL name sketch? It it, it blows up, right? It blows up. And and, uh, and how happy are people when we do Batman or something? Like it's right. like okay, they're doing the thing. That's right. It's proven. It takes some pressure off. I know this. You're allowed to like it. Yes. As weird as it is, when you're like 12 and watching the show, and you know you're like, hey, yeah, this is the one I'm okay to like. You right. know what I mean? Maybe yes. their favorite is some other thing. That's right. And and growing up, I mean. Or growing up in the comedy world, uh, specifically in in sketch and improv, the uh, I think the the vibe was like you know you, you, those are those are traps. It's like the recurring character stuff. That's a that's a trap. That's not mm-hmm. the ideal. The ideal is to be able to go everywhere and keep them. You know, and that's what we did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season, we, we kind of circled back a little bit and said, okay, no, there's stuff that people want to see more of. You'll be breaking Let's hearts. Let's give it to them. Yeah, you'll you be breaking I mean? hearts. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it really has helped, you know, people kind of find the world of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, that, that was, that was an, that's an interesting lesson is that, you know, there are certain amounts, uh, you know, from a television producing standpoint, like there's certain amounts of, uh, you know, feeding the beast, giving the people what they know and want that is welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's and I think maybe you feel you might feel guilty because you're doing something that you know is going to hit. You know what I mean? Yes. And maybe that's your ambition talking. It's like yes, yes, you and, yes, you yes. and Keegan might be like, let's do something new. It's, and we there's a come. safety in it, right? You know, it's, it could be lazy, right? I mean, we worry about that. We're we're already like we can't do another Batman for a little bit because yeah. we just did two, right? And we've only been on mm-hmm. for like a week. And pe- the people, <laughs> you, know I mean? I, you know. People yeah. will latch on, and right. that's what they want, it's, and that's it's fine. What What about weed and the show? Did this yeah. isn't like you know hard hitting journalism? No, but you're did fine. you smoke before performing? I have to assume it was fun to do that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for for me, weed was you know I, I couldn't even describe it as I would get high. You know, you just it got was normal. just I, yeah, sort of got normal. Get um, got a. Creative, fun, silly. relaxed, silly. Yeah, and uh, I was I was at this place called Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. For uh, is that where the weed started? That's what, <laughs> it's not where it started, but it's where the uh, I, you know I think the full integration of the comedy and uh, you know and weed right de- you know developed and you know I sort of yeah I developed that ability to be a good improviser you know while having sm- yeah, yeah. while stone or, or yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or I saw a show in Boom Chicago, and I had eaten a space cake. Mm-hmm. And from my recollection, the whole show is about if I stop breathing, I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> the space cakes, man, those are some it's, different. Yeah, that's for, some different shit. That is some different shit. And fuck you up. We had uh, me and my friend that were there. We had been eating like sharing <laughs> one, and then the last day we were there, we went to Boom Chicago, and we ate a whole one. I love it. Each. I love space cake story for this reason. It's just like a little little pastry. People think that it's somehow going to be less like intrusive than smoking a joint and it always sends them into like this oh, labyrinth of terrors. The, you want to talk about esophageal. My esophageal just like felt like they were swollen and yeah. I, you, you know, it's that typical feeling of exhaling and being like there's no air in me. Right. Get more, get more, get more and then you're yeah, inhaling geez. but it doesn't feel automatic. So funny. <laughs> you have to like remember to breathe. It is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you did Boom Chicago. So, yeah, so I did Boom How Chicago. How long? 
I was there for three years. I'm surprised Seth Meyers did Boom Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how many good people did. Uh, it seems where we would put talented improvisers to like disappear. It's almost like the witness mm-hmm. protection mm-hmm. program. It seems like that's what it should be. Right. Get rid of these guys from Chicago. Send them to Amsterdam. We'll never hear of them again. Right. But instead, instead it was you know, and I think it's uh, you know, I got to credit the. Guys who run the place, you know, Andrew Moscos, Pep Rosenfeld, mm. you know, these guys that uh, created it, they – it's just a good plan. They mm-hmm. come and into the improv sketch scenes. In those days, it was Chicago, uh, I think exclusively, and they would kind of pluck people out before, you know, you know maybe a year before they would have gotten an opportunity to do a show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, either be it – Second City in Chicago or SNL or mm-hmm. something, and they would so they would really get kind of fresh talent. You know, mm-hmm. Ike Barinholtz, uh, Jason Sudeikis was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, some just uh, amazing, amazing. When I was talent. there, I, all joking aside, the show was incredible, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, this is really good." Yeah, it's good. I thought it was going to be you know comedy for stone people. Well, and the the reason that people get good there is because it's it's one of the only places you can go where you will do sketch and improv you know five six nights a, a week yeah and you know just like for any, big crap for big crowds it's hard to get tickets yes mm-hmm. and it also is a crowd that's an international crowd so you can't kind of rely on local references local references yeah, yeah, yeah. Like t- television show, pop culture, mm-hmm. completely null and void. There, it's you just have to relationships. Really, Got to go to relationships. You can yeah. go to, you can joke about international uh, things because sure. they're you know more educated about different countries there mm-hmm. and have you know it's like yeah if you're in if you're in Holland and you joke about Germany you're hitting gold right right, right right um, it's basically like making fun of Vermont it's like making fun of Vermont <laughs> like right of, of Vermont that has uh, that has uh, invaded your state <laughs> that took over New Hampshire <laughs> oh my right. god v- Vermont stormed into New Hampshire <laughs> oh god that's a, that's a hilarious movie right there <laughs> but yeah it was like you know it, it was just uh, a, tr- a boot camp yeah you know and you just did it yeah three years and so everybody Whoa. that comes out of there it's like yeah we, we year round or you go home i mean you go home for a christmas break or whatnot but it's otherwise it's year round when Whoa. when when you leave there are still people doing that show you wow. know so it's just your personal vacation yeah it's a full-on holy shit thing and, and you were there three years there three years that's your ten thousand hours right there that was it i mean you probably already had a good amount but you really oh but yeah i mean i was at, at that point i was doing shows with uh a friend of mine becky drysdale who's, i know uh, becky yeah she's yeah. a brilliant comedian she writes on our show did she go to sarah lawrence that's she went to Sarah Lawrence. That's where Did we met. She? That's where we met. I thought I was just making a cheap no, lesbian no. joke. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious that that, that happened. But yeah. yes, that's, that is exactly it. We She's met so there. She's so funny. She's so funny. I we, saw her do Ask Cat monologues. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I've... Since then, I get asked to do Ask Cat monologues every once in a while. I'm like, I can't do it as well as she did. Like, she did it <laughs> so well and so truly. Yeah. Not like doing stand-up. She did it in this way that, like, everything got incorporated. And she yeah. did it so effortlessly. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't do this shit. She's, you know, yeah. she's, she's a, a true deal. genius. And yeah. and she she and I moved to Chicago together. From We quit Sarah Lawrence. Really? Yeah, after two years. Because we, we, we fell in love with comedy. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, I... I say Sarah Lawrence was like the best college for me ever. 
it was so good I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was because I okay I Not, I was I was mixed up with the people of like minds. Yeah. We found this thing which was sketch and improv. We you had, had a, like condensed college, condensed college. Yes, and we had uh uh you know we put together a improv sketch troupe. Yes. In college. With Becky? With Becky mm-hmm. and uh, you know a bunch of other talented performers. And then Becky and I just went off in, to Chicago. We put a two-man show called Two White Guys together. Uh, that's yeah. great. Cute, right? That's very cute. <laughs> and and uh, that show, you know, we had just a lot of success for, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, back alley sort of Chicago-style mm-hmm, success, mm-hmm. you know, where, uh, you know, we just you know got some fans in the... Uh, Improv theaters there, mm-hmm. and then we both got picked up by Boom Chicago hmm. and pulled out there. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, but I, anyway, it's all—I guess it's all part of the story of you know how Boom Chicago kind of poaches early talent, mm-hmm. and, and then that brings us. us to smoking weed and performing, and then smoking weed and performing on the show. That's right, on the TV show. That's right. Which you did uh, okay. And again, not that that's like some sort of sure. scoop. I'm just wondering your process. In uh, in the first two seasons, that would have been. No. I, I, I would I would have still been smoking weed, yeah, yeah, all the time. And now, are yeah. you noticing? I think that's the question. Is now are you noticing any sort of difference, or was it a placebo? Not really. Mm. I I still have, uh, you know, I, I I still I think it's, I still think of it as some sort of, uh, of a herbal inspiration mm-hmm. at at certain stages, especially with writing. Like if I'm if I'm uh, deep in a writing trap and i'm kind of stuck i still feel i still like crave the uh the imaginative relaxation and the the ability like you said it's the ability to be silly you know Mm -hmm. however silly i am smoke a little weed i'm gonna get a little sillier i'm Mm -hmm. gonna get a little freer Mm -hmm. and go to some places that you know having to ground and just justify them Mm -hmm. will uh you know kind of make it funny you know all those all those uh Football, East West football names, right? You know, are done that, with a little I mean, help. It makes you feel like you're high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to try. You know, this ne- next season when we do the third one, well, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to sit down. You know, dead sober and right. see if we can top. See if I can top it. I do think it's. You know, let me let me run this by you. I have dreams where I smoke weed or take acid, or I've never done it, but like take mushrooms or something. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, I have like exactly the same experience what i'm saying mm-hmm. is i think we have the ability to unlock mm-hmm. these feelings yes. in ourselves these are just shortcuts yes and again i have no stake in you like not smoking sure, weed sure. or anything or any judgment i should yeah, say yeah. you know whatever gets you through the night is actually something that conan told me it's like yeah because i was like have you ever drank before a show he's like whatever gets you through the night i haven't <laughs> yeah. but like nobody nobody this is a tough yeah. job whatever you want to do right who cares i was yeah. like okay, i i have not done that and i don't think i would because yeah, right. alcohol makes me like a little more tired mm-hmm. and a little bit more aggressive and like yeah. weird that's, yeah that, that has a the, the wrong it's the wrong thing the wrong thing i will start to sabotage i will like i get kind of uh masochistic self, to myself yeah, where yeah. i'll i'll do something that i know will fail i'll yeah. tell the audience that they're dumb like in a mean way mm-hmm. not not in too mean of a way but in just kind of like a weird drunk stepfather to the mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. sort of way so uh <laughs> what was i just gonna ask you we're uh, talking we were talking about the show we're talking about you know yeah the, i mean the effect of uh i mean you were talking about do we have the oh, ability, yeah, the ability to, to unlock that you know channel that thing right um and it's you know it's 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 
Yes, I think I, I think we do, and I think it is a little bit harder. And I I think the the main lesson that I've learned about not smoking weed before I write all the time is that I mean there there's a whole level of things you can do when you're sober that you can't do, and I forgot mm-hmm. that you can't do right. And part of that is you know with grounding something. Part of that is with sort of seeing the bigger picture. That's so funny, of something. Man. I yeah. just to run this by. I wrote a sketch about a, a phone that has three settings: ring, vibrate, and burn me. Now that's funny, uh, you know. Enough. It's not yeah. like super funny, but it's funny. <laughs> now I'm I was high, and uh, I haven't. You know, I think it's obvious that I don't smoke a lot of weed. But I came up with that idea while I was high, and mm-hmm. I was dying with laughter. The when you said grounded, it reminded me that I was like the thing that like almost made me throw up. I thought was so funny was when you get a voicemail, it makes you vomit. (laughs) And then it was like the next day, this sort of realization where I was like, that makes no (laughs) sense. sense. Why? How? Like, it's just like, it it makes, it made sense high. But Uh then again, it was just kind of like, you have to assume everyone's high and everyone's you in that moment. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, it's, I don't, this is not direct, this is connected, it's not a yeah, sure. direct jump off of that point, but it, I'm I'm fascinated with the grounding part of comedy, yeah. and I'm also obsessed with horror movies. Yes. Uh, oh. I hope to, I, I'm writing one that I'm going to be uh, hopefully directing next year. Oh, wow. Stuff like that, and I feel like horror and comedy have this, are very close. Yeah, okay, why? And How's that? They, well, they're both about... Taking uh, an absurdity, mm-hmm. an, ex- an extreme absurdity, and grounding it. And uh, if, in order to do both of them, you have uh, to, to, to do either of them, you have to be able to ground it. When I say ground it, it's like bring that to reality. So mm-hmm. in the You com- mean like an absurd, like a Freddy Krueger almost? Well, or- let's, if, if we're talking about horror, yeah. yeah, you would take something absurd like, uh, yeah. There's a, a guy gu- can kill you. A guy can kill you and he's burning and he lives in your dreams. Yeah. Now- that movie is only going to be as scary as how real you can make the real parts of it. Right. So uh, that's you know that's the moment in a horror movie that always makes a horror movie not scary is when somebody goes, ah, oh, see, You're right, that motherfucker would have left the house though. <laughs> why don't Why don't you call the cops? <laughs> Reality. But any any horror movie that's truly <laughs> the best heckle. <laughs> Reality. Reality. <laughs> bring a little, gotta bring a little reality in there. Yeah. <laughs> but any movie that can do that, any horror movie that you feel like, man, you know, The right. Exorcist. It's right. like, oh shit, that just felt, ooh, yeah, 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 real. It felt like, you know, that's like Kumail's bit. Why every every horror movie in the first act they 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 have to have a mechanism now as to why cell phones don't work wherever yes. shit's about to go down. Because if that doesn't happen, right. you're just fucked. And that's also the secret. Why I think that's why uh, the found footage. Yes, the technique for um, horror movies is so successful because that's the way that is the real way that we uh, absorb the world these days. It's right through that kind of Blair Witch is terrifying. Blair Witch is terrifying. It's terrifying, and and so little absurd absurd happens in that movie. Right, you just hear some kids playing. Right, but the, what's scary is fun. how real it is. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And so I think the same thing is with comedy. It's like if you uh, if you're writing a scene that's. Uh, 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 has this abs- uh, every comedy scene is going to have some absurd element, and it's only going to be as funny as how grounded you make it. Right. Whether it's grounded within our reality or grounded within the genre you're parodying. Right. That, the rules of that genre you're parodying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know my my ultimate goal is to do horror comedy. 
you know, d- that that genre, which I think is the harder the hardest genre to pull off. Right. You know, only a few have done it successfully. The Shaun's of the Dead, mm-hmm. you know, Ghostbusters, Scream, you know, mm-hmm. just real classics. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Scream because I, I feel like, you know, it did so many sequels or whatever. But uh, when I've watched Scream, I yeah. had never been laughing so hard and also just so terrified. And, and that was so such terrifying. a new yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, I don't know what it was like. It was a weird, it was a weird. The, they all, every successful horror uh, comedy hybrid seems to have kind of coined its own genre because yeah. that's how specific and, right. and tough it Shaun is. Shaun of the Dead and, and Scream are so different. Right. They're totally so. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters, completely different movie. Right. But the, yeah. And, so, it's scary. And, and you it's are scary. such a good listener. You'll quiet down when my face just I'm, looks like I I'm have. Fascinated. I'm See, fascinated. See, this is why you, you're good with uh, Keegan. Not that he's, uh, but he's so extroverted. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But you, we're, guys like me and him, I suppose, are nothing without a fella like you. Oh, well, you know, dude, like, I mean, it's also the... I think the the improv tr- improv is yes. all about right. listening. It's all That's about right. you know you're only going to be as funny or as as accurate as right. I- if you've been paying attention. That's to right. Well, it's amazing. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, Ghostbusters has scary you know, the moment. funniest moments, and they're and the fun. It's fun. They're funny because they're grounded. Mm-hmm. They're funny because it feels like oh, these are like blue collar plumbers, like everyday schmoes, <laughs> yeah. just talking about. You know, bullshit. Yeah, and then it's got the these scenes that are really isolated mm-hmm. uh, from the comedy scenes that are you know terrifying, especially mm-hmm. as a kid. Like those those scary scenes. Those dogs. Know. Fuck those dogs. Fuck. Or those Dana Barrett scenes. Oh yeah, and she's in the yeah. I, don't um, like it. I didn't like it. I, Ghostbusters two scared me. With the that's the one with the painting, right? <laughs> with the with the purple with the pink ooze. I didn't like. Yes, it. the Vigo it's, painting. Yeah, yes. the Vigo painting scared me. I always felt really bad for Vigo. <laughs> for, for well, he's getting possessed and stuff. He doesn't want. Oh, you're be... talking about Janos. Yeah, oh, Janos. Janos. Yes, yes. I felt yes, bad for Janos. Peter McNichols character. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Vigo. I didn't. Feel and that he part. was also, you know, he was. You, you felt bad for him because he was always, you know, he was always getting turned down by yeah. Dana Barrett. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to uh, take you out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Even you just doing that broke my uh, heart. But yeah. the ooze coming out of the tub. It was coming to the tub. That was a memorable yeah. experience. Yeah. Nobody liked that. And the baby was there. Yeah. The baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you're was right. That so little David Bowie. Uh, the baby. A labyrinth. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was unintentional. But, yeah. Unintentional. Babe. Can I ask you about? Uh, well, let's say we'll get back to horror comedy, but mm-hmm. um, with impressions, how many? How oftentimes have you had an easier time doing an impression after you hear someone else do it? Um, that happens a lot. I I tend to. Uh, go be attracted more towards impressions that no one else does. There you go. So on Mad TV, every now and then I would have to, uh, you know, they just serve me up an impression I would have to do hmm. um, that scary. somebody has done. Yes, and uh, and again that the Boom Chicago, we had a game called Private Moments of Famous People, mm-hmm. where the audience would shout out impression celebrities, mm-hmm. and we would have to just become that celebrity in the. Whatever scenario that was being yeah, painted, yeah. Igor Flanschnag, <laughs> right? <laughs> and God, even I that, get out of Amsterdam. <laughs> if we had to do the Igor Schnarmstar, yeah. you know, you just commit to it, and yeah. you just go, and you, you sort of, yeah. you sort of develop this understanding. Like, okay, the more I believe it, the more they'll believe it. Yeah, and and what I don't know, what I can't do, they'll forgive me because yeah. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a sort of a demystification about impressions that happen there, uh, but yeah, like I said, I I think that. That is definitely something, you know, if you have, uh, if you have to do a George W. Bush impression, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to go towards the Nat Gandet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to, yeah. you're going to channel that. George H.W. George H.W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, and, and, uh, 
And uh, yeah, so we, I always try and do impressions that haven't been right, you know, perfected or done before. It's for nice that when reason. you find that phrase or whatever mm-hmm. that gets you into it, and you can be the you know you can kind of be the quintessential. I think yeah. it, it's uh, it's so much more of a of a feat when you see yeah. some, an impression you haven't seen before. Yeah, that's right. That's you know right. What I mean? That's right. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's well. Uh, well let's go back to your horror movie. And let's, sure. What were you going to say? I was just gonna say, yeah, some were harder than others. Sure, you know, the Obama one took, you know, took a real grind. Well, there's a lot of pressure on that. Whenever we have a president, we're like, who's gonna do it best? Who's gonna do it best, right? And, and, there, there and was, Obama's not. Here's what yeah. I'm gonna say about Obama: yeah. he's easy and he's incredibly difficult. You know what I mean? He seems easy. I guess I should say. Yeah. everybody can do the. Uh, yeah, right, you know, right. Well, well, in the beginning, though, you know, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you recall, you know, when, before anyone was doing it. It was uh, considered impossible, you know, and that was what attracted me to it. It was like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, he's right here. He's in the cut. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he lives right here. And I remember, <laughs> that's just money all day with you. Yeah. But I would, I would watch, I, you know, I, there was about a week where I did nothing but watch him. And then, you know, as he was talking, I would, you know, either pause it and try and do exactly the same or I'll yeah. try and yes. uh, talk with him, sound, you know, sound, sound the same. <laughs> he just lifted up the microphone and slammed, slammed your face. <laughs> I hit my face with the microphone. Yeah. But that, you know, that, that be. I think now an Obama impression is far less impressive than it was when. Right. In the beginning, because now everyone, yes, kind of latches on to the uh, yeah, uh, you know, America, America, yeah. yeah, and everyone's got the yeah impression of an impression, right? That's exactly point. it. Yeah. It's like Cosby. It's like Cosby. But if yeah. you can find a good Cosby, most people are doing Eddie Murphy's Cosby. Yes, right. Well, you know, and I don't really do Cosby, but right. I always felt like if I did, and I, I usually don't do it because of the, you know, just what you say. It's like yeah. one of the most popular. Sure, it's like sure. walking. It's like right. the black walking. Right, right, right. Blocking. <laughs> Blocking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, if, if I did do Cosby, I would foc- I'd focus on the patient. You know, the slower guy, the slow Cosby, who's not the zip, zip. right, yeah, right, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who's you know, Theo, <laughs> you know, who's put upon, put upon by his kids because that was also remember how funny that was when yes. Cosby was like quiet and and Theo, yeah. and Theo would just go off and say something yeah. stupid and childish yeah. and you go because you're my son, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, it's kind of he had a similar energy to Michael Gross in yeah, Family Ties, which was great. just that perfect dead suffering, yeah. suffering, yeah. 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 suffering father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil, that is the stupidest. Yeah, I get, I get, yeah, I get, yeah. <laughs> We're both thinking that moment in the pilot. That's the pilot what was with the, the money. Uh, oh, gosh, I just uh, the Monopoly money. Yeah, okay. He goes regular people. Oh, and he takes all his money. That was in the. Do pilot. you remember the episode where Theo? You want. To see what it's like to live in the real world. That's what it is. That's, That's the what pilot. I'm referencing. That's the pilot. No kidding. That was like one of the best episodes. It's one of the most incredible pilots of, of ever. anything. Yeah, yeah. It also has come here. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy, come Rudy, here. Rudy, come here. She's got the uh, shampoo in her hair. Right, right. Is she the I landlady in that, in that reality? No, no. Okay, this is a. <laughs> I can't well, remember. She's a very small child in that reality. Well, but th- wasn't there. Uh, yeah, wasn't there. In, in the one I'm thinking of, which I'm, I'm assuming is the same one, mm. you know, they, they turn the house into reality, right? In, what do you mean? Okay, no, there was, I think it might be a different episode. There was an episode where Theo wanted to move out. 
Okay. It is a different episode. It's a different episode. And okay. so they, they say, you want to move out? We'll show you what the real world is like. And they get everyone. That was one of yeah. my favorite things when the family would like do a play together. Right, or like and sing a the, song. And the father, uh, uh, Claire and, and uh, Thea, um, uh, Cliff, Cliff, would come in and be doing a character. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't be mom and dad. And right, I was like, right. look at them playing together. That's such a good show. It's an incredible show. Yeah, just yeah, an yeah. amazing thing. How is the show changing your life? You're saying you're getting stopped a lot. Are people kind mm-hmm. of... Is there like a Chappelle-y pressure here? Are people like, this is... It feels like when Chappelle went away, mm-hmm. what's going to take its place sort of thing, I suppose. They there, saw a real market. There I was that term. No, yeah. And I mean, in the beginning, I think that was the biggest hurdle. was like... We're, Man, we're, we're not Chappelle. We're not Chappelle. It's yeah. going to come out. It's going to make us look like we're trying to be Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be hard to avoid just because we're black guys doing comedy. It's like David Spade post-Farley. Right, right, Whoever right, he right. paired up with, they were like, it's not Farley. It's not Farley, right. So that was, you know, we. it, it actually helped us find the voice to our show because there's so many possibilities of ways we could have gone with everything. And uh, we just – we very early on started looking at ways to make this a distinct show mm-hmm. from Chappelle. And so, you know, one, uh, you know, Keegan and I, of course, we're just, you know, we're obsessed with, you know, the acting and the immersion and everything. And mm-hmm. so we got this guy, Peter Atencio, who's an amazing director who, uh, you know, we, we set up the show to really like what I was talking about before to ground everything. So if we're doing a, uh, if we're doing a movie style or genre, to nail that movie genre mm-hmm. so well that whatever the little absurd scenic part of it that is can really play, mm-hmm. you know, from that place that we all recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, all in all, you know, we 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 love we're obsessed with the Chappelle Show, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> so like yeah, a little sock puppet. I know. I have to ding, do ding. it. I'm so big. It's also my Aziz. It's also my Aziz. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Really? What are we doing? She gives me a light at 90. Oh, sh- shit. It's been it's 90, it's been 90 minutes, minutes. minutes. Okay. That oh, explains wow. why they're closing down Meltdown right now. <laughs> we were here before it opened, <laughs> and now they're closing it. Um uh, anyway, anyway, do you have more on that? I kind of felt maybe that's a typical question. I don't know. No, it, it, the, you didn't answer it like it was. I just kind of became concerned that you've answered. No, that yeah, before. no, no. I mean, we we the, I, I I do the question I actually get the most. This is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why this is, but from you know, if we do like a radio junket or something where you know you mm-hmm. do like twenty radio stations in a matter mm-hmm. of an hour and a half, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes each, every one of them was. What is – is there anything that you just you, – you push too far and Comedy Central wouldn't Ugh, let you do it? Really? People are obsessed with that, with the line, with the line yeah, of yeah. good taste and – The rules. The rules and and uh, the idea that we're kind of – you know, what what how are they shackling you? Yeah. How yeah, are they yeah, – yeah. you know – but the truth of the matter is, like, you know, with the, as far as Comedy Central is concerned is I, I think because we, we've had some great shows pave the way – on that network. Well, you get to that South Park place where it's yeah, like, go, South go Park. fuck yourself. Family guy. Yes. Fuck yourself. People They've gone are so far. At this point, you know, the network is like, ah, go for it. Right. Yeah, please. But you're not feeling any of that chappelle dick on the money? You know that bit he does? Uh, what's the, no, what's the he does it. He goes, uh, yeah, people yeah. ask me why I walked away. And, he, and he's like, big, big pile of money. He goes, you can have that. And then he walks over with the, the mic on his crotch like it's his dick. And then he puts his dick on the pile of oh, money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to touch my dick. 
I'm still not entirely sure why he walked away. I understand that the show is blurring the line to feeling like yeah. it was racist to him. I'll tell you when the pile of money comes. Yeah, because that hasn't dropped. Oh, it yet. hasn't happened yet. Well, I mean, no, I, I mean, right, sure, dude. I mean, that the, the type of money that guy was talking about right. was like, you know, we That's... Uh, just we, we we are orphans in comparison to what sure. he was being offered there. Doesn't but, that feel like something that could be negotiated now that you have maybe not that? Good yeah, of I mean, a we're, deal. we're right around the time where we're about to be negotiate. Like, hey. So we'll, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I hope I hope you get some good news. I, I hope it doesn't fuck your shit up. Right, but no, you know, I, I, I honestly I have to say that I, our comedy really is. It's Keegan and my sensibilities. You yeah, know, we have a team of writers that are amazing. Um, uh, we we uh, you know we we never if if we felt like Comedy Central was trying to get us to do something that we didn't feel like was funny, mm-hmm. or we we felt like it it went too far in a weird way, we just wouldn't do it. Right. You know, it, this is our dream show, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know. The, the important thing to, uh, you know, money or no money, we would be doing the same show. If Fucking we could. A. Yeah. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. <laughs> I just love that. I was actually, what I wrote down while you were talking was uh, philosophy. When I, um, day one at, at my show, I, I sat everybody down. I've probably said this before. Uh, and I was just like, um, fuck money. Like, this isn't a, uh, I understand we all need money. Yeah. And I'm happy that we all have a job. But at the end of the day, what is this for? And, and and it's about making comedy. It's about making good comedy. Yes, yes. And it's about making people's lives. I know this sounds crazy. Better with a show that they enjoy, mm-hmm. that that relieves stress, that gives them pleasure. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Because money and houses, we've all seen how that goes. Mm-hmm. Hot, weird wife, fast car, big mm-hmm. mansion, empty heart. How can we be fulfilled? Mm-hmm. People get fulfilled when they help other people, like your mom would say. Mm-hmm, I was going to mm-hmm. say, on your mom's tip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> In the cut. Uh, but that idea that, that love and fulfillment, these, these are the things that make – it makes it – the writers are going to stay late or the writers are going to have to come yes. in early. Why? At a certain point, it's not going to be about the money. I, if it's – at first, it's exciting to make blah, blah a week. Great. But at the end of the day, we have to believe in something. We have to believe that we are ministering to people mm-hmm. with comedy. And I'm making my life better by putting it through the filter of comedy and, and finding a way to laugh at whatever I'm going through. And people can join me on that journey. Was there, is there any sort of philosophy underneath, maybe not even the show, but just comedy for you guys, for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with comedy because uh, – and I, I, I think the role of sketch – um, specifically is to make people talk. It's to uh, hmm. approach and play with the line of where, you know, it, it is to push boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to, do, it's to do it in a way to ultimately promote discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, I said what, the, what yeah. mask can we put on and do something that you're not, you're not allowed to do? It's like an yeah. outfit. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, I think, you know, t- to me, the... It, the question of edge, you know, that's like, that's how a network will phrase it. It's like, we want something edgy, mm. you know, and uh, I, uh, you know, that's both a disgusting word to a it's lot like of the, us comedians. We want a know? viral video. Yes, right. So it's like, well, you have no idea what yeah. the ingredients are. Yeah. What is edgy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, you know, I think a lot of execs would say, you know, curse words, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sex, violence, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, you know, to me, and, and I do feel like edge you know, is the 
one of the purposes of sketch is to get, you know, that it is to find that thing that pushes the discussion further, mm. find that thing that we didn't think we were supposed to be talking about, but now we have this, all of a sudden now we find ourselves laughing at it mm-hmm. and we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, why am I laughing? Mm. Well, you know, what's that about? So right. I, I think, I, yeah, I believe comedy is one of, uh, and sketch comedy is one of the most important things in the world because mm. it, it opens up the conversation and, you know. It gets I've, wind in the room. Exactly. Yeah. And I've said it before, but it's like uh, somewhere, but it feels like discussion, conversation. That is literally the only weapon we have against things like war, mm. the against the the evils of the world mm-hmm. is, you know, that's what people, that's what people do. We fight, we kill, but we also talk mm-hmm. on the other side, you know? And so even if a discussion is uncomfortable or if it is hostile in some, some ways, it's an important thing. And it's, yeah, it's central. You it's, know? it's like, uh, almost like a ritual or it's, it's something that gives us permission, I think, to play in a way that isn't allowed, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not as allowed, outside of that form but we put mm-hmm. it on a show we put it in a place we go it's sketch where it's like it's satire it's parody it's a mm-hmm. sketch it's a joke well and ultimately if it's done right there's a universality to it because if you're laughing it's because we you know something has been hit on that rings true mm-hmm. to a lot of people you know mm-hmm. sketch show's not going to work if it just makes one person laugh mm-hmm. and so if there is a sort of universal truth that's inspiring a laugh and if it's a laugh that you've never, <laughs> never had, especially communally with yeah. a, you know, <laughs> with a with a with a group of people, I'm, then all of a sudden you know you're all of a sudden you're talking about something that right. m- maybe wasn't okay to talk about. Right. And, you know, this is like, you know, this I, I get this from like, you know, the way SNL was. You know, my, my mother talks about Saturday Night Live as being in the beginning as this thing of like, whoa, this thing came and it just changed what was thought television could be right there was an evolution there was an it. evolution uh, when i was growing up uh in living color had the same thing totally you know where it's all of a sudden oh shit there's a yeah. fucking sketch show that's Black where there's a token white guy in yeah, it yeah, yeah. oh my god right um so yeah it's it, i think it has such an important role and then you right. look at like yeah i mean just on the very simplest point of what i'm talking about i mean i feel like it affects you know politics it affects the way we think about sure. everything you know they say that or you know, I don't, I don't know if they say that, or if this is something that I've you know. I think I know what you're going to say. But the uh, yeah, the idea that a lot of the, the that elections yep. have been decided by SNL. I, I knew that was that's it. What you're going to say, and yeah. specifically, I think the idea of like which cast member, whoever, whichever cast member is playing whichever well, role, Will which, Ferrell brought that empathy to George right. W. It was like he which cast member sweeter. do we like more? That's my right. favorite cast member. Yeah, so I'm going to go with that guy. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Will Ferrell. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Will Ferrell. This is insane. This is insane. But as you were talking, I was thinking about like uh, even even the NFL sketch, which is very silly. Yes, I think he is making fun of like it's like these are different names, and different the white names. guy's got like Tony Woods, or right. whatever. Right? Why did I pick that name? But like Bill right. Smith, it's typical, mm-hmm. and and we're and people are laughing in in like a, a new way, I suppose. Well, it's you know on one level, there's so many things going on with that that sketch. I think that are making <laughs> people the laugh. Dead, the dead faces, the, the deadpan <laughs> is something that people everybody knows about, but no one's really put into words. Yeah, they're so uncomfortable. Right, this man who can sail a triangle ball That's perfectly. Right. Yeah, can't say and his name. He's not gonna be. Yeah, he's not gonna put himself out. <laughs> it's just he's not. 
you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whoever was setting up that camera was like, all right, and just give us a nice, bright, say your name, bright and happy. And so says, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know. Do you have a favorite one? My favorite at this point, I love Le Carpetron, Duke Marriott. I also love cartoons, plural. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's also the idea that. The, the idea that black people have these uh, have these unique names right. is the kind of thing that everybody watching sports is like. Right? Can I bring this up? Can I even talk about this? Right. And then it, you know, it, it, you can't it, touch that. Can't touch that. And yeah. then it, of course, crescendos into the fact that you know white people have share four names between all of them. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Yeah, uh, I, I, I we love that sketch. Oh you know, god, yeah, it I resonates. Too. I think for that those different layers in it right you know? right right well i you know not to get too weird but you know the whole thing with black people and names there is like a history there you know going sure. back to malcolm x and going back to the idea of slave names and muhammad yeah. ali yes and there 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 that is almost like i don't even know I'm, I'm out of my depth on how to interpret how that might be culturally significant dude yeah i'm i'm sort of out of my depth uh with it too. i didn't mean to assume that you would be like so yeah. can you tell us <laughs> can you, I, I just mean it, yeah. i think Illuminate. that adds to the faux pas yes, i'm thinking yes. of in, in crash where he's on the phone the racist cop is on the uh-huh. phone and she says her name is like laquanda or something and he's like of right. course and like right, right, that's right, right, sort right. of like oh black people have different names white yes. people have different names and it's one of those things that isn't discussed about it isn't discussed yeah, right yeah, and yeah. it's interesting because there is a strange judgment right uh, on the whole the whole question of you know who's got the name you know I think uh, a critic of that scene would say oh see man cause white black people don't have the norm yeah. name da 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 I mean right. I, I feel like it's I feel like it's just as ridiculous that white people have you know right. just kind of boring names <laughs> to be quite honest <laughs> You know, well, that is the button to the whole thing. That is the button to the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that that's the that that to me, and and it's, so it's interesting. People don't focus on on that part of it as yeah, much. It's right. like you know, you, you never you never hear you never hear this, you know white guy talking about. I mean, that's fucked up, man. Right. Not all of her names. Are f- right. Fucking, well, what, the, isn't that the assumption? The, yeah. The only, my yeah. own sketch, but Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson. Get real. Dan Smith. That's what it is. But it's always because the the uh, undercurrent assumption is is that white people. I think that's mm-hmm. a su- the subtle racism is yes. that like, but white people are the winners. Right. Whatever. Right. They're, are they're, are they're the norm? They're the, the norm. Like, the, the status quo. Status quo. Yes. Com- uh, that that is. Yeah. That that's what's coming in there. But. Uh, you know, this is that's a perfect example of like, you know, we gravitate towards these scenes that we feel like, you know, are these ideas that haven't been explored, these things that deserve discussion, mm-hmm. you know, for us to mm-hmm. be talking about this right now right. is like, you know, that that to me is the whole point of sketch of why we're doing. So mm-hmm. that's where the the passion you're talking about, about what are we contributing to? Right, it's, you know why do a third world. season? If, if like, if at a certain point you're going to have clothes and food and shelter and love, mm-hmm. and you have your needs met, right. why keep doing the show? Why keep doing it? Especially if, if you're not just trying to become more and more famous or start flying private or something stupid. That's right. Why? Because yeah. you're you're relieving. Te- like even sorry to keep using that sketch as an example, but like that is a release. Like laughter at mm-hmm. that is releasing a pipe 
in our in our you know souls or in our minds mm -hmm. that was getting some tension and you let that steam out mm -hmm. and everybody's laughing and everybody's laughing together everyone's laughing together that's right. an important part of it yeah. too is like right you could make some racist cartoons that people would enjoy you're right sure they used to like the like chinese uh used to air before the kung fu movies was like you know white guys with big buck teeth and right. the walk hat you know what i mean right and that of and course people loved it people people love it yeah. except for the you know except chinese for the chinese guys yeah and so yeah i mean ultimately we're we're going for that the those universal laughs yeah. that whoever you are whatever you're walking into the scene if you laugh at the scene then we're all on the same page That's from right. that from that point of discussion for right. further right um uh yeah, I, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. This brings me to the thing that when we ran into each other, well, when I went to watch you on Conan, um, I told you that Wanderlust. Wanderlust, yeah, it's like my, one of like my absolute favorite, favorite movies. It's one of my, yeah. it's my favorite comedy of the past. Uh, like to me, better than even Bridesmaids. I love oh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, wow. Wanderlust is just. Top of the pile. I loved it so much. Oh, I told cool. you that I asked Judd. I was like, why didn't it do better? Mm -hmm. um, I had a couple of theories on why it didn't do better. Uh, in Hollywood, they have a thing that anytime wife swapping. Did you tell me this? I think it might have been me. Yeah, I think it was you. I've, I've done that before on the show where I'm like, I don't remember where I heard this while I'm sitting with the person that told mm -hmm. me. But wife swapping is always like uh, box office poison for some reason. It's scary. It because... scares people, yeah. A big, a good old fashioned American orgy or whatever. Right. Our friend, like Nick and some mm -hmm. of our friends were in that, like, did badly. Sure. Because people don't want. People don't want that. That's in flight menu stuff right, right there. Idea. Well, I mean, first of all, you gotta, you also gotta think about, I mean, movies, that's, that is an art form based towards dating, right? That's, that's right. a date. Yeah. You go date on a movie. date. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta think about, on the, on the first hand, how many relationships are dealing with some sort of infidelity or some sort of cheating already? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if and you want 90 minutes to forget that, if there's any that actually happened in the past, you do not want to sit through a movie <laughs> with, with your significant other. But that's what's genius about Wanderlust. And yeah. There's going to be a lot of Wanderlust spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone listening, I'm going to been waiting for the perfect time to whip out Wanderlust. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to speak freely about the film Wanderlust. Yeah, one of the genius things in that film to me that kind of homogenized it a little bit because mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a you know it's a hard thing to swallow the concept of a commune and the mm -hmm. concept of uh, free love and ayahuasca and all the things that you guys mm -hmm. do in that movie. But uh, Jennifer Aniston does it first. Mm -hmm. That's the key, and then Paul Rudd doesn't want to do it. Does, right. And I'm talking about fuck other people. Yes, and that's the best scene in the movie. Is something that again talk about something that you haven't talked about is men were always conveyed as things that just want to fuck everything, mm -hmm. being intimidated and not really prepared to right. do the fucking. And well, so the, yeah. the, that's not where we get erection selection. Erection selection. Yeah, and that, yeah. That I mean, that is the funniest <laughs> shit in the movie. Yeah, it's and crazy. Is that, that is that a picture of? Paul? That no, I'm that's a at? that's a okay. picture of me on Ryan. That's Gosling's you. Body. Oh my God, you look strange. But like it does Paul look Red like there. Paul Rudd a lot. Um, but yes, that the, that is so funny. Is that yeah? He and he does want to. Yeah. But it's it's you know it's like his his it's almost like his drive wants to, but right. The, it's it's all so awkward. It's it, so uh, he much. Can't, he can't. Well, there was a deleted scene perform. where you're having a three way with Jennifer Aniston, yes. and uh, I, yeah. I'm obsessed with them. You, you don't. Really you don't understand. I love the movie. You really know the deep cuts. <laughs> 
And I that scene seemed essential to me because it wasn't just sex. It was embarking on the whole lifestyle. And the whole con- con- like, can, communal thing. Yeah. Can I be okay with you fucking Jennifer Aniston with the other lady yes. and just dive headfirst into this? So mm-hmm. he's trying to psych himself up to more than just sex, I suppose. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, and, yeah. I, and I think that at that point in the movie, I think he was starting to get fed up, right? Yeah. Be, yeah. And also, there was also a deleted ending where I'm sure you know this, but she she comes out and she's got a little biracial baby when oh, she gives birth. I haven't seen yeah, that. Oh, wait. So, no, I have seen that. You have seen that. And so the implication, of course, is that Rodney impregnated her. Wait, like but a, you did? You Oh, Jennifer Aniston has a baby? Yes. I I didn't make it through the whole wacky cut. Yeah, okay. I, 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 want no, I, haven't, I haven't seen the wacky cut either. But I think that's, that's probably where that is. It might be in there. Yeah, but uh, you have a, a, a pregnant girlfriend. And then I have a pregnant girlfriend. Right, right, right. But the implications wife, right. that you got, yeah. that is one of the funniest lines in the movie is when she goes, I'm tired of people treating sex like it's some huge thing right. with all these consequences. And then mm-hmm. she has to move her big pregnant belly. Right. And yes. that is that is the sort of thing I'm thinking. When I think about Wanderlust, sorry to kind of no, change no, the subject, I'm but fascinated. I'm watching that movie and I'm like, this does seem like a utopia. And I've said many times on the show that I miss summer camp and I wish mm-hmm. we just were like living in summer camp. And one of my there will be blood. He wants to amass enough money to just disappear into a mansion. I'm kind of like, oh, what if I just got enough money to like live on a commune for mm-hmm. the rest of our lives? And yeah. we all did. We yeah. all just relax. But then I'm like, what is the birth control situation, mm-hmm. and what are we shaving? I'm not. I, I was like, <laughs> you don't have. I'm not like against hair, but like yeah. if the girls want to shave their armpits or legs, uh-huh. again, I, I guess I have a preference to that. You're all right with that. I, I, yeah. yeah. Um, is that allowed? How hippie are we going? Right. Am yes. I allowed to trim up my weird bush? Right. I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> a weird bush. A weird bush. But what I'm saying yeah. is. The version of Wanderlust that I like, like the girls in Wanderlust had their armpits shaved. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like yes. they didn't go that real. Right. Actually, I believe uh, Catherine Hahn went for it. She, she she's it. the girl from uh, the woman from uh, she's in Step Brothers. Uh, she, uh, geez, I, I can't remember. Is uh, she but, the one that Paul Rudd is? She goes, "I'll do it." Yes, yeah, she'll she'll do she'll, it. Yeah, she's yeah. Amazing, she's so actually. funny. Oh my god! She's and so. Funny. By the way, just like the the sweetest, really, you know, smartest, best actress. She's, Unbelievable. She's so she, good. I think in that she'll movie. win an Academy Award someday because she's really? really that. She's, she's really that talented. She she's a, she's a force. She's a yes. Force. And so she, uh, if I recall, she she didn't shave for. A I few think weeks I remember that. Her. But um, the blonde oh. woman who I just met actually. Molly. What's her Malin name? Ackerman? Malin Ackerman. Yes. She definitely was looking, uh, you know, super uh, modern and yes. shaved and clean. She's and looking, yeah. White teeth. Really? You know yeah, she's I mean? looking really good. She always, yeah, she's she's a true beauty. It, it, that she is gorgeous, but in in the way that, like, if we were, we all were on a commune, like, did you see The Source Family? Uh, no. The documentary, they really were a commune. Eh, teeth aren't looking as white. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, 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 and right, bushes right. are looking pretty hairy mm-hmm. and dicks are weird. Yeah, it makes, it makes me wonder where, you know, where. Dicks are weird. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the other thing about that that movie is, you know, it had fucking dicks in it. You know, it, it did had, have dicks in it. It had synthetic n- nudity. It well, had, it had like one, a, yeah, that Joe Latrulio's yeah. fake dick, which is hilarious. Who <laughs> featured player in that movie. But, you know, I mean, D- David Wayne and Ken Marino have this sensibility that's like, you know, they they go for it. Yeah, and they go. You know, uh, I think I, I think that they're not ne- necessarily concerned. As much about how uh, uh, how an audience is going to uh, you know take the fact that there's a bunch of right dicks, dicks. They, you know they they're going for the comedy. Yeah, they're, they're true sort of uh, 
warriors in yeah, the in the yeah, comedy yeah. field I, in that way. And yeah. I think that, you know, their sensibility is so uh so good because of that. Right. You know, I was I was also a huge fan of the state, you yep, know, back sure. back in the day, which um of course they were on with Joe Latrulio and mm-hmm. um Carrie Kenny and you know, that was a show that just broke form, broke the rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's that's something that they did with Wanderlust I, I think in, in a lot of ways. It's just like total They killed it. They fucking broke the ho- the Hollywood rules. Yeah, and and it's done, in my opinion, really, really quite perfectly. Right even now. even Joe's book, like I didn't see that coming. Like I, I consider myself yeah. fairly savvy, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't even trying to figure it out. I suppose, but then like that was a satisfying ending for me. Yes. I just love it. Yeah. Who, who whose side are you on more in that film? Are you? Are you with me that it seems, in theory at least, that the idea of us playing guitar and smoking weed and drinking wine and swimming and, and just kind of like filling our lives with love and laughter mm-hmm, and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And then you have the Starbucks enema and you have the tiny New York apartment mm-hmm. and you have the stress. And, and the other funniest part of that film is the McMansion family mm-hmm. uh, and how depressed they are mm-hmm. in, their, in their wealth with their Wi-Fi and their – and their big cars and their TV and the alcoholic mother. And and it's implied that he's cheating on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so even that, I think, touched on the sexual repression that they were right. facing. And then, like, I guess it's one of those things that, in theory, a commune seems like a really great idea. Yeah, I think, in, in theory, I mean, I'm somebody who I think I probably enjoy strangely some of the negative things about this the world you know what i mean mm. uh and uh enjoy people who you know are i enjoy people who are angsty and wrapped up in pain and darkness sure. and i sure. love horror and right and i love pop culture and i love the uh i love you pizza know, pizza and being addicted to disgust you know the yeah. you know MTV music video awards and Bad just and hating it yeah, and yeah, being yeah. allowed to participating heckle. in the pleasure of modern living. Yeah, and the really the 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 negative side of humanity. Yeah. You know, I, I think <laughs> I think there's some you know there's some part of me that's not ashamed to enjoy that. Slamming. Yeah. Well, so, I, I agree. That's a big part of my life is we don't just want life; we want death right. as well. We don't just want to always be drinking green tea. Right. Sometimes you want to uh, have alcohol, or, or we don't always just want to be eating salad. You want to like yeah. put yourself in a weird coma and eat fried chicken or something. Well, and I like the. I, I think I, as much as I like the idea of the environment where you can go and sort of be free, and that was kind of my college for me. It was my, the best of all worlds. Yes. But you know the the people that are portrayed in Wanderlust. That's the negative side for me, mm. which is just people who are just completely, uh, you know, completely positive and, uh, hmm. all, you know, to the point where it's almost like, well, right, you're not really taking in all that's going on. You're, you're missing really, a part of the expression. Uh, you're missing a part of life. You've right. literally sheltered yourself from anything, you know, negative, and that that stuff, you know. That, I think that all, stuff all feeds the positivity. I agree. You know what I mean? Give some contrast. Give some contrast. It gets a little creepy, and your feet aren't really touching the ground if all you do is share and always having huge picnic tables, dining on vegan food, and all that right. sort of stuff. I, you're make, I'm completely agreeing with you. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, people are fascinated with things. Mm-hmm. We're fascinated with darkness. We're fascinated, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to, to say I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm no longer going to put myself in a situation where I can see some kind of fucked up 
right a russian mugging video that right. just pops up online or something you know what i was really making that up i don't know if that's <laughs> i was phenomenon. like is there something going around <laughs> no i understand but yeah yeah it's there's uh yeah the idea of cutting yourself off is not as attractive to me i have an idea Mm-hmm. It's a retreat. We yeah. go for one month out of the year. That sounds good. <laughs> there we go. That sounds good. Yeah. Or, or it's just. I guess that is the idea of people having summer homes. Well, and, and just stuff. people being able to, you know, be. Yeah. the The idea of a the idea of a commune that let let you have the internet. Mm-hmm. That see, these are the rules I want. These are, right. You get the internet. You got the internet. No judgment if you want to watch The Conjuring. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is that's paradise. That's that, right. that, that. That to me is like you know get the get well, the beauty, the transcendental beauty, right? The openness, the love, right? But also get the hey, do you want to go fucking watch The Conjuring? It's so funny that you say that because I was just like, okay, so my show is going to tape for five weeks, and we've mm-hmm. done one week, and we have so four weeks remaining. And then I was like, what am I going to do when when I'm done with the four weeks? And uh, you know, I'm, I'm a single person, but there's a girl that I see and it actually is kind of hippie and, and uh, in that wanderlusty sort of way because she, she, we don't live in the same town mm-hmm. but we hang out and I was like what if, what if we go to like some weird vegan commune not commune but like go to a weird vegan retreat where we eat like clean and, and uh, play frisbee and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, by that I mean have sex <laughs> <laughs> but I was like but all I would want to do is if I was with her and all there was was vegan food was steal off like Alan Alda and eat bratwurst. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's that real need to rebel mm-hmm. and there's a real need to kind of like break away from whoever's telling you what to do, mm-hmm. even if it is good stuff, even yeah. if it is let's skinny. That maybe you're like, maybe I want to go to the Y. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's something about taking in all of humanity, you know? Right. And it's, and it's, and it's good and it's ugly. Right. And uh, I think that's probably what what attracted me to uh, sketch, you know, as mm-hmm. well, and, mm-hmm. and comedy because mm-hmm. it's like it embraces both. It embraces both. It yeah. lets it all in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can't you can't have comedy without the the ugly. You know, I mean, that's what we're, we explore often is just the ugly right. part of people. Right. And when I, you know, I think the ugly part of people. If I had to zone in on one thing, it'd be like the bullshit, the the lying, the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. the stuff that we tell ourselves and other people that just isn't true. Mm-hmm. And we either know it or we don't. But, you know, that that to me is the nugget of, you know, if there is some some kind of evil, you know, what it's that that's that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, another reason why, you know, I feel like communication that's the that is the answer we have to talk we have to be honest right and we have to try and be honest and we always have to continue to try and be honest because even when we think we're being honest we're you know there's always some lie going on in mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. that you know so i feel like it's 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 all uh it's all my whole feeling about art it's all in this kind of uh, mo- uh, attempt to purge us ourselves from the you know and you need something bullshit. to purge well the artist needs something to purge mm-hmm, he needs mm-hmm. something to wrestle with and if yeah. you are living in a perfect utopia where everybody's just getting along and giving Paul Rudd your t-shirt mm-hmm. it's not really that much to make fun of they, mm-hmm. unless you're Paul Rudd's character making fun of them mm-hmm. but that's kind of like frowned upon a right. little bit but yeah I'm definitely I mean I think one of the reasons that movie is so fun is because we relate to Paul Rudd so mm-hmm. much yeah I think mo- I think most people probably relate to him, you know, more than anyone in that movie. Yeah, he is the he is us, and it, you know, he kind of he represents, and and you uh, you want to like you, you know you you like his character the best, and you you know it, he 
makes a, a wonderful thing about the shitty parts of being human mm-hmm. and uh, and why there's a benefit to that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always making a case for or uh, for you know, sarcasm for or, sarcasm. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or absolutely. Being, you know, yes, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's, that's awful. You don't want to hear that in a podcast. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I do. But you know I do. You know I do. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's wrap it up with uh, with God uh, as we always do. Oh. Do you know that about this show? I yeah. did not know that. It doesn't have to be long. It can be if you want to. Mm-hmm, but I like mm-hmm. to know. Uh, you can choose to answer it however you are. Where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you were. That sort of thing. Where, just, what do you think we're doing here? What it, What is this? God, I love it. You fucking go for it. And I love the way you toss it out. Like It's like, you know, we just like to wrap it up with a nice, simple game we play. Um, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, I, but like people stopped asking. I remember there was an age, and for me it was before college, I think, mm-hmm. actually, that I was more like, what is this? What is this? Yes, and I never yes. lost my interest in the basic question of what is this? People, I think mm-hmm. that, that, again, that's the in-flight menu. We're on the plane. And some people are just like, we're on a plane. Mm-hmm. What are we doing on this plane? <laughs> right. Well, I think part of the part of the real, you know, uh, a- the the answer to that is, you know, of course, we don't know. We're never going to know. Yep. And there's a certain liber l- there's a liberation in realizing, oh, we're not we're not supposed to know. There's always going to be a question. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's uh, the Buddha. The Buddha that, was surrender. Buddha. Okay, nice. It's not for us to it's know. It's not for us to relax. Know. So that's kind of how. I lead my life is, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, uh, I, I pose this sort of question from time to time, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, what are the different possibilities almost in a, a sort of, you know, sci-fi fascination mm-hmm. kind of way. But ultimately, you know, I recognize, you know, anybody who, or I feel like anybody who has the answer is, is bullshit. Yes. Is, is, uh, is lying. Sure. <laughs> um, but I will say, you know, if I had to, if someone said, "All right, sit down. You're not leaving this room unless you tell me your theory about what's going on." That's basically what's happening right. That's now. what's happening right now. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I mean, I think that people and living things have an energy. I think that there it is an energy that uh, combines to make a a, a larger energy, mm-hmm. collective, a collective energy. And I think it's some. I think before we die and after we die. We our energy does continue in some form. You know, I you look at science. You know, there's no energy doesn't stop. It it, it changes form, mm-hmm. but it never stops. And so, you know, I, I I use I like to use the you know the things we can latch onto, which is you know science and these rules, and sort of form my opinions from there. Mm-hmm. And so, whether or not it's you think of it as mystic, spiritual, or alien or whatnot, I feel like there is. Yeah, that, that, that's ultimately it. Something that, going on. I, f- I feel like there's something going on. I feel like after we die, our energy, maybe not our consciousness. There you go. Death of the ego, but maybe our energy. But goes maybe somewhere. our energy goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think it is impossible that that energy, uh, you know, combines with this greater energy, and then at some other stage, we are separated from it again. Yeah. Um, so in some sort of reincarnation thing, I could see that happening. Open. Mainly because I feel like, you know, yeah, if if we accept that, that there is a greater energy, that little pools of energy are being pulled from to create individuals, there's something going on with that. There's got to be some uh, purpose that that serves. Mm-hmm. And so, 
when I when I look at purpose, I feel like maybe it's just it. Maybe it is just the purpose is to have something to observe, mm. to have something separate from the great energy, you know, the the collective energy to be able to gain perspective and uh, or a, a different perspective and to be able to experience itself. So mm-hmm. yeah, the eyes of the universe experiencing itself. Yeah, witnessing itself. Witnessing itself. We're kind of little remote cameras yeah you know it makes sense to it makes sense to me as mm. well. i i'm i'm completely hip to everything you said <laughs> i like that idea that if we are this is a duncan trussell thing that if we are in this pool like with the creation sort of energy uh-huh. then we come here it's almost like electing to come here mm-hmm. and you wouldn't want to go to a planet where you lasted forever you know i mean you'd right. want you'd want to play the game that ends at some point that's the, that's what freaks me out the most is when you know you, you, we get so afraid of death yeah and then when you really think about the Why idea would you of wanna... eternal life yeah. that is true horror <laughs> <laughs> right that is tr- horror in the truest sense you know uh, <laughs> so it, it's it's probably some sort of I mean you, you got to think that that's we have the best case scenario yeah. going on which because is, everything's better when you know it's 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 finite that's right and yeah. so maybe maybe if uh, you know in in a, in, a, in the assumption true that horror. that is true horror is that's the idea the of never being able to shake this reality I mean yeah. what if the world blows up we know we know we're gonna get hit by a meteor yeah 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 what if we're all alive. <laughs> This is going to go to the dark place. If we're all still There's alive, floating through space. Yeah, it's all just it's gravity for the rest a, of the time. All, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, and whenever I kind of, you know, whenever these questions, I'm thinking about these questions, uh, I don't know if you do this. I always zone in on the the really sort of s- small seeming parts of humanity. Like, you know, uh, you know, you think about all this, you know, w- you know, what are we? And then you just look at, Something as stupid as this coaster here mm-hmm. that you have that has a toucan on it, <laughs> and it says, "I'm mostly beak." And that's, a, that's a quote from the show, and he's <laughs> and he's talking into the. Uh, he, he, I guess he's a personification he's a of you. I think he's, he's a stand-up because he's got a he's got a microphone. Oh wait, it says it's from episode one two two. Julian McCullough, <laughs> not one of the cooler ones. He's mostly beak, right. <laughs> and so that. I mean, to me, that's like the perfect contrast from the great question. It's like, you know, there's this grand essence, but, you know, we're here to make stuff like this. Yeah. (laughs) We're here to, you know, ultimately, you know, put up cats on Broadway (laughs) and dance around and to do and to make 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 the world what. Right. Cartoons, plural. Make cartoons, plural. (laughs) To make the world what we see, what we want to make it. That's right. I feel like we should plug this. This is a kid's Tumblr. He sent mm-hmm. them. if you want to see I'm mostly people. <laughs> That's a great – I love that answer. It's so fucking funny um, and great. <laughs> the, the true horror was the funny part. True horror, yeah. Um, and this this is the real uh, light way. I haven't done this. I didn't do mm-hmm. this with Ryan because we ran out of time. Do you remember the hardest time you've ever laughed? Hardest time. It doesn't have to be the hardest, and it could be childhood. I always like to remind people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it could be something mm -hmm. stupid. It doesn't. I'm not asking for a great story. I'm asking for a time you laughed really hard. Yeah, it's it's uh it's you know I because I get to laugh all the time. Yeah, Um, but really hard today. (laughs) There was you know I I remember in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels Mm. the scene where Michael Caine is. I mean this is uh, a pop culture question uh, answer. Sure, but hey, you know the this kind of stuff inspired me, you know, to yeah. do what I do. But um the scene where Michael Caine is has to 
uh, uh, Steve Martin's in the wheelchair and he's pretending to be in a wheelchair. Michael Caine knows he's not really paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. And so they're kind of playing this game where, you know, they're, they're in this, they're in a, if those don't know the story, they're in a competition to con this woman and she's in the room. And so they both, they're both trying to out each other <laughs> as being con artists, essentially. And so Michael Caine's pretending to be this doctor and he's, he's basically caning, uh, with, a, with a switch, with a, you know, a, a piece of a reed from, uh, and he's smacking Steve Martin's legs and Steve Martin has to do this complete, both pretend that he is not being affected. He doesn't feel a thing, yes. but you know yes. that he's being hurt so hard. Yes. So I, I, I would have to, yeah, just give it up to <laughs> Steve Martin and his, his ability to exp- show that he's in pain, but he's acting like, no, nope, nothing. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the yeah casual. Yeah. yeah. And all you know is what's going on underneath. That's great. That's yeah. such a great moment. Yeah. That reminds me of Steve Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, yeah. where John Candy and he are spooning. They wake up spooning. Yeah. And he goes, Where's your hand? And he says, Between two pillows. <laughs> two pillows, yeah. And he goes, Those aren't pillows. I mean, that. I d- died. Not to I go on a little died. tear here right at the end, but that is the other thing that I feel about sketch. Uh, about comedy and horror, yeah, is that it, the, they're done best when there's that element of something that you know that's not being not being told to you necessarily, yeah. but you know the, there's that level underneath what's going on that you can't <laughs> see that the audience is putting together themselves. Yes, that's you know, right. yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, that's great I, I'm excited about you doing a horror movie, man. Yeah. yeah. What, do you have a title? Uh, the working title right now is Get Out the House. Get Out of the House. Get Out the House? Yeah, I've been calling it Get Out the House, <laughs> um, which I know sounds very black exploitation, but it, <laughs> it, it, which is probably why it's going to have to evolve a little bit. Get but, Out the uh, House. Because it's, it, it's, it's more com- horror than comedy. Uh-huh. It's, gonna be, it's a satirical uh, thriller. I know a comedy guy that wrote a horror movie. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who did a vo- – I'm sorry I'm forgetting his name, but he was the voice of Leonard on Ugly Americans with me. Oh, no kidding. And he wrote Cabin Fever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, right. So there's – I there's bet he would have a good a conversation with you. Yeah, I got to find him. Yeah. There is a big crossover. Mm. And uh, this – I think the co- the comedic element of this would be – you know, uh, societal, satirical. Mm-hmm. And really what I'm trying to do with this movie is because, you know, all great horror movies f- derive from a uh, a very real fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is a horror version of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, mm. where there's a black guy. That wasn't a horror movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> black guy, white girlfriend, going to meet the parents. Standard racist joke. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on whose perspective you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, the, and the, I think the idea in this is it, it sort of explores the racial fears, mm. but it also explores the fear of you know being a just meeting the family of your significant other mm-hmm. in general and that unknown and that uncomfortability. That's interesting. It, um, yeah, I I love that. You know, this is going to be really weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. Just po- I had this conversation um, in a green room. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to recreate. We were talking about uh, Neil Brennan was there, yeah, which is, counts as one black guy. <laughs> and, then, and then there were two. Uh, two other black comedians there, and then there were me. And we were talking about the white man's fear of the black man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going back to Dick Envy. This is crazy. This is mm-hmm, a weird mm-hmm. one to bring up. Mm-hmm, the the thought that black guys have bigger dicks mm-hmm. and then Neil Brennan was like yeah the scary coked up black guy with the big dick that wants to fuck white women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is why 
these we were all saying. I, I again out of my depth even recreating this discussion mm-hmm. where we're talking about why cops love keeping black people down mm-hmm. goes back to a sort of dick envy. Freud, I think, mm-hmm. would agree that a white guy, presumably with a smaller dick, and that's mm-hmm. the buy of this whole conversation, mm-hmm. with a billy club, a dick, a black dick of his own, mm-hmm. breaking people, hitting people, cuffing them up, putting them in the back of his car, mm-hmm. cleaning up the streets and keeping the white women safe sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like... Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about dick jokes in general, relieving the tension that all men have mm-hmm. about dick size. And especially, uh, I, I think there is a racial element that there, there's relief there. Mm-hmm. The fear of the athletic, good looking, strong, fast. I'm just going off stereotypes mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Big dicked. And going back to the primal element of mm-hmm. like Africa, where we all came from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I'm not agreeing with any of this. I'm just saying this is the fear. Why are we keeping black people down? That was that was one of the more interesting conversations I had. Yeah, I mean, that it all rings true to Does me it? over here. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely, I mean, that, yeah, you could write, I think, you know. You a big paper big on that, Big paper right? on that. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I, but that, that's why Chappelle won't dress up as a woman, uh, that big, that mm-hmm. thing. Like, he won't. Um, soften the 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 idea of being a, a, a strong black guy. Yeah, well, I you know that I you know I have a completely different philosophy if, if that is his philosophy on that. Mm. Uh, you know, which is how do we view strength? You know, I I sure I I personally love dressing up as a woman and playing <laughs> being you know silly. being silly. Yeah, and, uh, I feel like it's uh, you know to. I feel like it is an expression of my my confidence with of course, know, in, in, in some in, in in some ways sure um and you know it goes it goes to the uh one of the th- I think thesis theses of the show when a man makes a thesis when a man makes a thesis <laughs> <laughs> which is that you know whether it's a powerful archetype or a uh a uh, a lowly archetype that we're putting on any of us, black guys, white guys, any sort of generalization, you know, we like to kind of exploit and throw it out the window ultimately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like it's, it's, it would be equally ridiculous to say that, you know, all black guys are black badasses with big dicks mm-hmm. as to say, you know, right. Uh, you know something else the opposite sure. so we you know we we like to kind of think of ourselves as like this big racial mix up you know which is what we are we're right. both we're both mixed and we uh we just we, we we hope that at the end of you know our time on comedy central doing this show people are just utterly confused about what race is <laughs> so it should be you know it's, it's absurd great. you know well, it goes back to individuals. Uh, yeah. That, that's another thing. I'm sorry to keep saying Kamal, but I just had this conversation with him. And when he did the live podcast, he kept pushing me. And as he continues to keep pushing me, because I realized I'd just been so wrongly programmed in some ways, even though I had the most aggressively mm-hmm. liberal yeah. upbringing, yeah. really, really liberal upbringing. He was like, he catches me uh, rightly classifying people as groups like black guy handshake right, right, I, i'm right. happy to say it's not stuff like these people are better or worse or anything it's just like mm-hmm. oh black guy handshake it's like well you know a lot of white people that do that it's like oh i do know a lot mm-hmm, of white people mm-hmm. that do that and then even the the that thing of the big dick strong mm-hmm. guy i i mean 
black people do gay in a way that I've never seen done before. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. some of my gay black friends are the most flamboyant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like completely different. It, it's right. it's not if we're going really hard masculine. There's also, for lack of a better term, feminine, like mm-hmm. more of a feminine black man. That's right, sort of thing. So of course we know this. Yes, but it, you would you would say that that theory that Neil and I were all talking about that day. That fear, which begins in a generalization, mm-hmm. it makes for an easier, almost like opera of us versus them. Sure, I mean it's and it's also it's also fascinating to talk about. You know, we we you know, human beings, our whole the whole nature of human beings. I think from like a primal state is is what we do is we we categorize mm-hmm. and we put people in tribes and that's mm-hmm. i think that's just in human nature it's one of these it's, it goes to the that's probably the lie that we're ultimately trying to purge mm-hmm. you know is that it's uh it's it's what it's the same thing that makes us bad as what makes us good mm-hmm. as well as our as our intellect as our ability to evaluate the world around us make quick judgments make quick judgments mm-hmm. and so within that whole idea of quick, making quick judgments is yeah the negative is, is the negative thing and general generalization and also this idea of don't let the other tribe come mm-hmm. and take and, take our take our thing right well that's we saw that with the border thing with mexico and america right. let's build a wall like the most yeah. obvious sort of thing and so we use we use i mean the the crazy thing is we we're stuck on on appearance mm-hmm. because i think it, the primal is really is place it's like where right. are you from right you know are you from where i'm i've established as my home as right. my feeding ground right. as my you right know, uh, my pool of my pool women of and children, women and children resources. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, at this point when we, now we're in this melting pot, it's a very, you know, it's, it's a, it's a confusion. It's a complete, uh, it, it, it's a lie mm-hmm. that, you know, on one hand, you know, not, you know, not to say we're, you know, the way the, the society has been built here is so, uh, you know, it it does have so many uh, categorizations and uh, that you know have been per- per- perpetuated throughout the the years, and there's certain mm-hmm. truth to certain generalizations. You know, um, but at the same time, you know, especially as time goes on and we mix more, you know, you start to realize, yeah, I mean, every kind of every individual deserves their own fresh. Uh, fresh eyes mm-hmm. and uh, you need to take each person for you know what they are even more mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's like we're we're right now we're we're in this place that's you know we're the present we're straddling the past and mm-hmm. the future and still using it like like in Jesus I don't know if you listen to Jesus I do he does a lot of uh, black dick fucking your Hampton spouse right right black dick in your wife again yes. I think is a line it's interesting to me that somebody who I probably think is pretty evolved, uh, mm-hmm. Kanye, is playing with the fact that he knows mm-hmm. when I, me, uh, hear the line, black dick in your spouse, again, <laughs> I have like a visceral, visceral reaction, reaction <laughs> which yes. is crazy. Yes, yes. I have conversations like the one we're having weekly right on the regular my friends and i talk about shit and we're all trying to grow and learn yeah. and then i put on a cd with a scary beat it's, it's, <laughs> it it's plays an a interesting scary thing beat. he can still get yeah. at me and go like 
black dick in your spouse again. I'm like, stay away from my girlfriend, Kanye. It's interesting. It's I crazy. mean, I, I would have the same reaction with white dick in my spouse. Yeah, you know there you I mean? go. Right, sure. That that other foreign object. Foreign dick. Foreign but dick. But even the most foreign. That's the yeah. whole cuckolding porn thing we've talked about, yeah. where it's a black guy fucking a white girl, where a yeah. white guy watches and cries. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I've seen a lot of pornography in my time. That's a type of pornography that because we want, like shit. a horror movie, we want to stare Wait, at. What's can we make a us. porn that where there's a white guy crying in the corner? I mean, that is <laughs> that so, is that exists. It exists. That exists. Oh my god! It's called cuckolding. It's called cuckolding. You can go Google cuckolding. And it's who is that for? Who is? I don't. I'm. It's for, I guess of, for all parties. It's one of those things that I, I guess it could be. I think it. You know. It's weird. I mean, it would, that would work I for me. I could see a white girl <laughs> enjoying that fantasy. Yeah. I think I, I, I as a, but a I guy. Want, but you think, uh, I bet I you white it's, dudes. it's for white dudes. White dudes. It, like number yeah. one, it's for white dudes. Yeah, yeah. Number three, it's for black guys, I mm-hmm. think. Number two, it, it's probably for a white girl fantasy. Right. I think. It's, 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 it's really where we're discovering this is the best porn ever. <laughs> <laughs> it appeals to three different groups. But that, I have a bit about this. It's one of the types of pornography that I'm glad. It's so weird that I'm yeah. glad that doesn't speak to me. I've never even looked it up out of curiosity. Right, right, right. I'm just like, no, I don't, don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, like, disgust me, but I'm just kind of like, why would I want to? Yes, uh, yes. The shame of it. Yeah. I'm, Crying Japanese girls blowing people also doesn't do it for me. That's right. sort of, like, fear, sad porn. Just tears in general. Yeah. You, anybody, don't, you don't want tears involved with your sex. Everybody crying is anybody bad. Crying, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> need to talk until no. they feel better. Uh, no one should be crying. Yeah. How did yeah. we get there? Cuckold, yeah. Cuckolding, cock-holding. Cock, well, a lot of people are doing cock-holding while watching cuckolding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we were just talking about, oh, black dick and my spouse again. Yeah. I, as my, as, as, that yeah. thing of no matter how many times we talk about it, on a primal, on a tribal, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. said tribal earlier, in prison, in oranges, orange is the new black. The mm-hmm. races separate, and she says it's not racist; it's tribal. Right, 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 right. So even though we can talk and get over so many things, mm-hmm. and I can of course see a black person and an Asian person and a whatever as an equal, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kanye can still go fuck yourself. You're still a coward, and you're still like a small person mm-hmm. in that moment. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna scare. You or Eminem does the same thing, not in race, but he'll say, "What?" There was a line when I was married. He said, um, "He said like your wife said she's never seen a knife this big," mm-hmm, and I was like, "Ugh, oh. yeah, ugh." I had a so wife much... at the time, and right, it right. just put that image in my head. Like, what are you doing? Yes. And even a knife is kind of disturbed, like the size of a knife, the size of a dick, all of that stuff. Yeah. Is... I mean, really, the thing is, it's like, I mean, that that is something that I think is sacred to a lot of people is your your wife, your spouse, your right. loved one. Right. And as soon as, uh, you know, I, 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 as soon as somebody – and, you know, I think it probably – you know, women would have the same thing. As soon as somebody is threatening that relationship, right? right. That is kind of like a that's a soft spot. Sure. And so, yeah, I mean, the I could. I, it's funny because I don't. I don't have the. You know, I've. I'm. I'm well endowed myself. I. 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 Nice. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't have a lot of. Uh, uh, if you think you are, I, I, I bet you are. Yeah, I think you know what you're talking I, about. If I watch a porn, I'm like, eh, <laughs> he's doing all right. So I don't have this kind of visceral, you know, feeling of like, uh, you know, afraid of, 
you know, a guy being able to please a woman sure. better. Well, no, that, I mean, that's not true. I mean, but that I think I think my fear is more that there's going to be a fucking, you know, some some a, a, some dude who is just a fucking warrior, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I'm 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 a thinker, you know, and there's going to be a guy who's a dumbass mm-hmm. who's a doer. Mm-hmm. And my girl's gonna like him more a than dumb me. Shit Which, by the really... way, she absolutely does like him. Yeah. <laughs> they all do. It's so funny. We're yeah. going back to my thing. So uh, my relationship. So I'm seeing this girl, and like I said, it's it's a casual thing. We don't live in the same town. We see each other from time to time. But we're both single people. We're both free to do whatever we want. And I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. But then my therapist is like, "Well, you're fine with that now. But like, what if she? You find out that she's seeing, and he painted that picture of the 18 year old athletic guy yeah. with the huge hog. Yeah. And I was like. I mean, I guess that was a little bit of one of those uh, mm-hmm. Kanye moments where even when I'm trying to be evolved and free thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he could still make me be like, well, what if someone's really changing the way she walks? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that does, that does threaten me. Sure, sure. Of course it does. I guess you just have to make peace with these fucked yeah. up things. I mean, and it's, I think if you, you know, talk to women, I think, you know, the, the thing that'll drive them crazy is the idea of a... Uh, you know, uh, a dirty, a, a dirty, whore. a dirty whore yeah. coming and you know stealing their guy, right? Or you know, doing things with their guy. I guess we could have said harlot, a harlot. Yeah, yes, harlot. There we go. Yeah, stealing your guy and doing yes. things with the guy that, that she doesn't want to do. She wasn't. She wouldn't do. Right. You know, there's yeah. There's something. I think there's always going to be something primal about that. It's great that you turned it the other way. I, I always uh, forget to consider the the female equivalent. Well, and good, there is a female. Equivalent. Yeah, well, but it's also it's also it's also tricky because you know I I often do that. I try and see it from the other perspective, but right. then that's there's a there's a hole in that because what the fuck do I know? I'm not right. a woman. You it know? might be like just a man who is. Like you, I think you fear like a, a deep emotional connection, like some sort of like Kavorka, where it's like this guy just locked onto her in a way that I know I can't. Yes, For, forget the dick. Well, but, that's what it is. It's it's what it is. You're afraid of the the dude who has everything you don't have, right? Yeah, and and, and we go around afraid a lot of the time. I think yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, we feel that we're we're afraid of. Uh, the bigger dick. We're afraid of the bigger bank account. We're afraid again. Of the, the not, big... I'm not afraid of the bigger dick. I again. I don't. <laughs> have, I don't relate to that one. <laughs> but yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever your, your commitment to reinforcing that anytime is so funny. Whatever. It's so whatever funny. are the opposite. You know, I'm not. I'm definitely not afraid of the little dick guy. But still. <laughs> the big heart guy. Well, but no, you know, I guess in some ways I I you know, I am afraid of the dude who exhibits the what I think of as little dick qualities, which is the guy who's got all the fucking machismo. Right. And confidence. The, uh, no the, or, anxiety. Or you know, or is it confidence? You know, is right. it you know, but yeah, the the guy who put puts off confidence, yeah. you know. Uh that yeah, the the, the it's it's it, it it really reveals what you're afraid of about yourself, what right. you, what your uh, insecurities but are. But to that, and I, I'm I'm far less interested in polyamory as I was. There was a time when I was bringing it up almost every episode. But I remember talking about it uh, with a friend of mine where I was like, it's interesting. Um, Obama is really 50 people, hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. We like uh, a figurehead. Mm-hmm. And we we look at him as as the president. You know, he's well spoken. Mm-hmm. He's thoughtful. But he's probably he might not be the best a- uh, analyst. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He might not be able to look at the economy mm-hmm. as well as his head economy guy. Mm-hmm. But we like the idea in this country of one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're electing one guy. We know there's the cabinet and stuff, but mm-hmm. most people don't give a shit about that. We're electing a president. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in relationships. We want one person. Mm-hmm. But really, what are the chances that the person who fits the best, the, the seat, the Oval Office the best, isn't – there isn't also a need for a head uh, analyst who might be that weird whore that you do things with that you wouldn't want to do to the president. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not even – I've never really done that. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. always been a monogamous person, and, and I completely understand it. So we don't even have to really defend monogamy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you're deeply in love with somebody. There could be a need for somebody else. Or, or like, why is it that your, your wife in this, hypo, in this hypothetical mm-hmm. situation needs to meet all your needs when really we know that a president ha- ha- outsources some things? He, he doesn't do everything himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it, I like this example because I, I don't relate to it at all, so it will keep it off both of us. You're in a relationship, but you love going to the Dodgers. Your girlfriend doesn't. You like going with a girl, and then you have the girl that you go to the Dodgers with, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. okay. But in our the way that we run the world is you need to find the girl that does everything and likes to go to the Dodgers. Like she, you have yeah. to check check every box. I admit, I, I used to feel, and this, you know, this is, I, I used to think that. You know, monogamy or, you know, marriage was, you know, essentially something that benefited women and it's not the natural way hmm. for guys to work. I used to I feel that way um, just because I would have, you know, my I knew my eyes would be wandering and I would yearn for, you know, a d- a different women. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, look at porn and it feels that you got that wanderlust. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most of the, most of the girls that I dated were, you know, sort of nesting type individuals. Mm. And then, you know, I, I, admit, I, I, I've, I've changed my tune, you know, this, the girlfriend, my, you know, my current girlfriend now, I just, you know, I just feel like it's simplified. It took all that away. Now I get it. It's like okay, it simplified my whole life. This is I, I, I only need to worry about this because she's she's all of it. Yeah, she she's a, she's the Dodgers. She's 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 the whole team. Yeah. she's the yeah, yeah, she's yeah. you know that that full package where she can be you know. I love that all these great things. Can I put this to you? Yeah, this is a thought I had on the subject recently. I think when you find love, it should be so powerful mm-hmm. that a preposterous idea such as monogamy makes perfect sense. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it, that's and that's what that's what happened. Right. But that I feel like, and I'm so happy to hear that. A lot of people I feel like are doing an impression of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You meet somebody and they're good enough. They're like a seventy percenter, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to commit to this person. And that's why I think we have so many fucked up marriages. Right. Is because you hear stories of a love like yours or a love like Tig. Like mm-hmm. she was on the show and talked about how in love she was for over an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like at any given time, there's about. In your city or wherever you're in your area, there's probably like a hundred real ones, mm-hmm. and then there's the rest of us kind of being like, "Can we? Can we do this? Can we make mm-hmm. this work? Can we fake it till we make it?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's great. I, I so anyway, I don't really have a conclusion to that, but yeah. I, I do think when you find it, uh, John Lennon said that about Yoko. Mm-hmm. He said his whole life he thought that possessiveness and jealousy was something you could unlearn. And uh, you can't own a person and all that sort of stuff. Stuff that like was is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But then when he met Yoko, he was like, I do want to own Yoko. Mm-hmm. I want to. You know what I mean? He just completely mm-hmm. changed his tune. Yeah. Because that's what love does. Love is like a weird parasite that goes in your brain and mm-hmm. rewires everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think there is, I think there is like the myth that, you know, I don't, I don't think it's there's one 
person in the world. You know, I mean, that's kind sure. of that, of course that doesn't make sense mathematically at all. No, nope. you know, with all the people in, that are in love, right? And think if we could translate languages, you know, <laughs> what yeah. I mean? like if everyone just spoke one language. But it's such a tricky thing. You're right because some people live in small pools. Mm-hmm. You know, some people live in towns where. You know, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of options. You just, you got to go right. with the best one. And now you're you're imposing a Romeo and Juliet type infatuation mm-hmm. on Julie, the girl you went to high school with. Right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they, you know, they get lucky and it's that perfect mix, mm-hmm. and both people are looking for the same thing. But I think you're right. There's also a lot of times where, you know, people's insecurities come into play, and uh, they they want to commit and nail something down before they really know what it is they want to nail down mm-hmm. or know what it is that they they're looking for and it and it goes back to that fear before the 18 year old uh, we're taking race out of it the 18 yeah. year old strapping guy with the big hog yeah yeah get him out of here get let's him out put of here. put a ring on it um and i you know i was i was very lucky to you know have uh you know be raised and sort of reinforced that you know i was you know, I was worth something mm-hmm. and that I could, you know, do something and that someday I would find somebody that would be a real perfect match that would make me happy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I had a little bit of patience. You know, there's, uh, you know, I've been in several, you know, great uh, longer term relationships, but, you know, ones that for whatever reason didn't, you know, it, wasn't the wasn't the one that mm-hmm. I'm in now, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And uh yeah, you, you go back and you think, man, what if that first what if that first time I quote unquote fell in love, I just went with it. Mm-hmm. It'd be a disaster. I know. Yeah. That's cruel. It's wild. Yeah. That's how you, you're in such a great place. It's so interesting. Dude, I'm in a good place. Yeah, I love it. I'm really yeah. happy for you. The show's fantastic. Thank you, man. Life is fantastic. I'm, Thank I'm you, happy man. for you. Thanks for doing this. Dude, anytime. You feel good? I feel great. Would you say keep it crispy? It's just how we end the show. Yeah, keep it crispy. <laughs> my, gr- my girlfriend did not want me to say that. Uh, <laughs> Are you guys out? <laughs> Are we out? No, not really. Nope. No, not. All right, we'll leave not, that little. We're, we're still in. <laughs> we are still in. All right, thanks, man. Right on, man. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.